All right. On the count of three. One, two. <laughs> Oops. Start the show with a burp. What show is this again? everyone my name is Dave. what oh <laughs> trying to give you the number oh thank you subtly yeah it was very good hi everyone my name is david dedick this is sneaky dragon welcome to episode 403 hi i'm ian boothby also welcoming you to episode 403 uh no this is my episode i only i can welcome people to it okay well we'll see you in hell <laughs> i'm standing at the door welcoming people into our podcast telling people to take off their shoes I, by the way i hope people do take off their shoes when they listen to this podcast just hmm. to be polite yeah although i was watching Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the Jerry Seinfeld program on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, I was watching it back when it was on Crackle. That's right. And really annoying to have to watch Crackle. Yeah, that was. Yeah. You ever try to watch a movie on Crackle? No. Oh, boy. There's the some random the commercials. Same commercials every the time. same commercials like over and over again at really bad spots. Yeah, yeah. And just the navigating system was terrible. But anyway, back to. They're on Netflix. God bless them now. So, uh, what's he up? He was uh, talking to a, a, a stand up comedian. Oh. Name I think Sebastian Manolescu. Manos yes, okay. And they're both talking about how ridiculous it is that people take off their shoes when they go to people's houses. Sure. And I thought, don't people take off their shoes when they visit people's houses? Because that's what I always do. I always take off my shoes when I it's, walk into uh, It's too bad when people do that. I like the shoes on situation. Oh, do you really? I prefer people to yeah oh. leave, leave your shoes on and just, I mean, unless you relax more with your shoes off. Yeah. It just feels like, uh, you know, you uh, people feel more comfortable with shoes generally. You know, you're, really? uh, yeah, very much oh, so. Not me. Yeah. It's like uh, you take your shoes off, you got to like worry you got good socks on, you know. Yeah, but all going well, on with the shoes situation. And then uh, everyone's got like stinky shoes by the door. And uh, now, <laughs> now uh, ugh, there's just a bunch of pressure. What, what you know, so, I mean, I understand you take off your coat, you're going to mm. be uh, uh, too yeah. hot. Yeah. But uh, why take off your shoes? Oh, because you want to preserve your, your friend's. Shag carpet. carpeting? Yeah, what, what year carpet. are we in this? Why have we got shag carpeting still? So. Yeah. They're car I mean, I have you carpet. You know what? Vacuum I have carpet afterwards. I have okay. carpet at home on the floor. Well, from what I've seen, yeah. you just throw a bunch of... Um, dogs baking on Baking soda on it. Yeah, dogs on it. <laughs> yeah, you got dogs as well. Do the dogs have to... Uh, they have to take off their shoes. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. They're allowed to wear their shoes. So you shoe your dogs, because I know you used to be a farrier and you <laughs> miss it. I still so keep it in keep practice. You just little, nail little Very shoes Very tiny the... one to each individual claw. Okay. Takes a long time. What is harder, to shoe a cat or shoe a uh, dog? What is harder to shoe a cat or a dog? Actually, yeah. cats are very jumpy. They'll shoe where as soon as you say, you know, scat or go away. There we go. See? <laughs> for those of you, by the way, uh, I know there's some people listening to this for the first time because I was at a party this weekend and uh, people, this I put this on Facebook, this conversation, which is, okay. you know, uh, oh, I like uh, podcasts. Okay. Said, and I was like, oh, that's great. And I, I do a podcast. Uh, mm. We just did our 400th episode, I said. And then uh, they asked me, oh, what's your podcast about? And I went, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to... Maybe by the 500th, I'll figure this out. But it if they're nice. listening to this, yeah, uh, this, see what I mean? Yeah. What do you think it's about? What is about? Yeah, we had a couple what of people about? write in That's and say I what like. they thought it was about. I think yeah. our friend Gavin wrote in. It was like uh, uh, ner nerdy nerdy conversations, uh, occasionally broken up with talking about God. Inexplicable God-bothering. God-bothering. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I guess it's... God so that's bothering him for having to listen to talk about God, or are we bothering God because God is listening to the podcast? I'm like, ugh, I don't know. It's an guys, old, it's leave an old me term. out of it. I don't need this. It's an English term, I believe, a God botherer. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah. 
What's what's a God botherer mean? Like an evangelical someone. Oh, just who, comes up to you yeah, and yeah. Uh, starts someone uh, who, yeah, chatting about God. Brings it up in the conversation a lot, which I don't think I do, but I mean in later in, in terms of this show it, it does come up, but it's not something that I bring up in in normal conversation with people. Okay. Because I don't know. I I like Saint Francis's uh idea that you uh preach without words. So mine. No, you uh Puppets. through your through your actions or oh, okay. is what tells who you are, not not a bunch of blather. I say uh, I say reactions is better. Is that right? Yeah. People will see so, how you react to things okay. and they'll go like, hey, oh. you know what? Maybe God's the way to go. Okay. Because that guy's doing a lot of spit takes. And I like it. <laughs> I like that. That's right. Or maybe you don't react that you're so fearless because your your belief in God is, is giving you... So I would check to make sure that person is not dead if they're not <laughs> reacting at all. I mean, they're still walking around, but I mean, when you like, mm, when okay. bad things happen... That and they not, don't react at all? They're not running around like a chicken with their yeah, head cut off. That might be a sign of some other things instead. Now, uh, Dave, <laughs> yep. uh, just because we got a couple of these to do, so... Um, mm. Last week a on the show, uh, you demanded uh, to sing on I this did week's not show. Dem- yeah, you did. You said, uh, <laughs> let me play this back. I'm going to play back the tape. <laughs> hey, Dave, you got any uh, demands for this week? Yeah. I want to sing next week. <laughs> See, that was, that was you. Oh, that's strange. strange. Yeah. I didn't, it's funny when you hear yourself back on, a t- on tape. Well, most people how don't different know. different your voice sounds. I've got to put tea. peanut butter in your mouth to make you talk. Okay. <laughs> so, what, uh, so what happened was... We said, uh, uh, "Hey, we were uh, having a discussion about uh, the Irish, the Irish Rovers." Right? Are you? Have we talked about this? Are you part Irish? Have you looked into that? Or I have not yet, but when I do, I will be part Irish. All right, and I am probably Irish. Like uh, I did the DNA thing, and it mm-hmm. was like Irish, Scottish. They said, and uh, yeah. mostly, and then like a little bit of uh, Swedish, which I, again I can't tell my Finnish relatives because there's a rivalry there. <laughs> there's a harsh rivalry. Anyway, uh, so you sang, I believe, a little uh, Irish thing somehow, and I went, "Oh, that's delightful." Why not sing more? And so we asked our listeners, uh, give us songs that Dave could sing and make into Irish ballads. Yes, and uh, you, <laughs> you and you said, "Let me see what you said." I'd like to do that. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. That's you eating it's the weird. peanut butter. I just still can't get over can't how get different over that? I sound. That's yeah. right. Oh, let me just it's funny how you, what, what you hear in your Remember, ear. Remember, Ian, I owe you $50. I'll bring it next week. Nom, nom, nom. Okay. I have no, nice. I yeah. memory of that, but it's strange. Well, well, well let's just, let's just prove it. Let me just play a little bit oh, more. Okay, sure. My name's Dave <laughs> You can't argue with facts. You can't argue with facts that's, at all. That's, that's in the, fact what... Uh, all science is is arguing with facts or <laughs> finding the facts. So, um, so our listeners wrote, uh, gave us songs, and uh, yeah. I have them in front of me. Okay, you're going to pick one randomly, and uh, then you're okay. going to sing it, and you're going to do this throughout the show. So oh, great! And you don't have to sing the whole song, but we just have to get yeah. the gist. Oh, good! I'm glad I don't have to sing all of this song. It's, okay, uh, so this uh, is from Mick Elliott. Yeah, yeah and let's not say uh, what the song is. Okay, you, you'll sing it, and then okay, we'll we'll, uh, we'll enjoy it and see if people pick up on what it is. All right, so first thing, I have to kind of get into my Irish accent. All right, so put on all your green it's not, clothing. It's not it's something that I can just fall into, but... So I have a, a catchphrase that I always say. Sure, man. And this is how I'm and able it, to get into it. it. It's, it's fuck the English. No, no, it's not, but it, should, it could be that. But no, it's, uh, did he not, sir? Like the devil himself. See, I'm having some trouble already with my Irish accent because yeah, that's, uh, the pressure is on me. You're have a lot me. of practice in this show. The though, pressure so is on me today. Right, so, I'm, you know, I'm going to start off rough. Okay. And by the time we're at, this is going to be a it's horrible... It's a rough song, so who let the dogs out? <laughs> who let the dogs out? Sorry. All right. Arf, arf. Okay. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance, that I could make those people dance. 
and maybe they'd be happy for a while. What are you laughing at, sir? I don't know. I'm laughing at how well this does work as this type of song. (laughs) But February made me shiver with every paper I'd deliver. Bad news on the doorstep. I couldn't take one more step. I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride. Something touched me deep inside the day... The music died. Give me a little bit of the chorus. All right. So, bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye. Oh, good boys. Singing, this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. Very good. Thank you. Die to die to die. <laughs> die to right, die. We're going to do two more. Oh, we're going to do two more. Yeah, because we got to like batch these up. We got to. So I'm not trying to do a force here on you. But okay, you okay. One. I'm just going to take one here at random. Right, there we go. What you got? Oh my God. All right. It's all right. All right don't, so this, don't say what this it is. This is from Gavin. Gavin. We were just talking about Gavin right, and his, his objections to our God brothering or my God brothering. He's getting revenge on He's me. getting revenge on me. I just. Um, so here we go, everyone. Just one, one second. Right, because you're not a lyrics guy. Like when I'm I, not a lyrics guy. No, no. So I cannot. If I was doing these without having the lyrics in front of me, I'm I surprised at dead. how much of these lyrics I do know. Huh? I mean, I know a little bit of these songs, but I, I just you know for my own. Uh... All right, here we go, everyone. Okay. Spring was never waiting for us, girl. It ran one step ahead as we followed in the dance. Oh, mentioned dance again. Huh? Between the parted pages. And were pressed in love's hot fevered iron like a striped pair of pants. MacArthur's Park is <laughs> melting in the dark. All the sweet green <laughs> all the sweet green icing flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't man, I started way too high. Keep it going. I don't think that I can take it. <laughs> Because it took so long to bake it. Squeeze those testicles. And I'll <laughs> never have that recipe again. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Very good. Well done. Oh, I almost died, everyone. No, I, I should have started fun. way lower. Died, it's, died, died. it's so hard when you're speaking the Irish accent to not want to go up high. Yeah, exactly. To start low. Spring was never waiting for us, girl. Oh, we don't need to do it again. It went. No, we're good. We'll do one, we'll do one oh, more. One more. Okay. One more. Here one we more. go. We're going to do these in batches. All right. Batches, batches. Yeah, you, t- you pick whatever one you want. Don't let me force you. All right, all right. There you are. Oh, no, this is another Gavin one. Okay. All right, Gavin. I don't know this song very well because I don't, I don't like this group, but um, I'm going to give it my... Can I give it my college? That group is the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> Mormon Tabernacle, that's right. They bother God more than I do. All right. Load up on guns. Oh, I see. I don't know how the song goes. <laughs> I don't know how it goes either. What do you, okay, let me see what you got there. Um. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. Load up on guns. Bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend. She's overboard and self-assured. Oh, no, I know a dirty word. Hello, 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 how low. Hello, 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 how low. Hello, 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 how low. Hello, hello, hello. Sorry, I don't know that song at all. And that was... That was Smells Like Teen Spirit. It sure did. As interpreted by my not knowing the tune. No, it's absolutely fine. No, that's great. 
That's all. all right. We're off to a good start. I am very happy that we're doing this. <laughs> okay. This is fantastic. I'm, I'm very happy that I'm not doing this. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, I mean, I'm so happy how many people contributed to this. It was so great. Yeah. Like, it's just obviously, it's like, oh, I would love to hear someone sing, <laughs> or I'd like to torture Dave with. Now, my, I appreciate it. Now, what I would like next, obviously, is it'd be great if uh, you could do a Sneaky Dragon listening party. Just isolate your songs <laughs> and just go through them all. And or uh-huh. just make a mixtape of mm. your interpretations okay. of these classics. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think I ever want to hear that in MacArthur Park again. Spring was never waiting for us, girl. My favorite interpretation of that is, of course, the SCTV version. Yes, with the Richard Harris. Yeah. Uh, so good. And someone throws a brick at him. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Just look I, up uh, MacArthur Park and... Rock and Mel's... Serpent Mel's... Rock and Mel's Slurps. Rock Pile. And, yeah. it's, uh, and just MacArthur Park, SCTV. You'll, any of those combinations, you will, so, uh, you will get it. And Dave Thomas will be is delighted. Epic impersonation of Richard Harris. Yeah. He found a good angle on the guy. Oh, he did. Yes. Yeah. 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 They often found good angles. Like um, Joe Flaherty's... Um, his uh michael or no sorry uh kirk douglas just uh he really got that just kind of added this sort of weird yeah. over there's a good gregory peck as well that's right In one of the that's earliest right. ones he does the mm-hmm. gregory peck one. Mm-hmm. in fact they liked it so much they kept the costume for guy cabulero oh is that right yeah because he's just wearing the the white suit of gregory peck from boys in brazil oh which is what they parodied in that, that okay TV. fair enough I always like I really like Dave Thomas. Uh, who, who's your favorite SCTV person? Do you have a her? Probably Rick Moranis. I'm gonna go Rick Moranis as well. Uh, probably Catherine O'Hara second. Then I'm. Oh, it's really tough. After oh, that. Eugene Levy. I mean, they're also, they're also good. They really they're are also good. good. Like, I mean, when you say you prefer one, it's mostly because Rick but Moranis Rick... showed up in my favorite season, which was the half hour long, yeah, uh, kind of mid midpoint between them when they first started. To them going to NBC. Yeah, he was the new guy. He was, he was the, the new, new guy, guy and he came right. in with the same kind of energy that later on Martin Short would. Yes. Like, I better yeah. prove myself. Here yeah. we go. And uh, and really got in there with like some musical stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Just had a good good take on things. I really liked his Woody Allen and I really liked their version of um, Play It Again, Sam, but with Bob Hope. Yes. The, with Dave Thomas's Bob Hope. So it, strange. Yes, and yet so great. And then they would and they would do a, a regular repeating thing with the with various impersonations doing the taxi driver monologue to the mirror you talking to me and then we ha- there's the woody allen one for that one as well the rick Moranis does which is really great where he fumbles the gun gun yeah they did a whole bunch of uh ones like that uh is, when you're talking about bob hope um i was uh i was uh listening to a, a, another podcast i believe it was if i'm if i'm getting this right it was the talking simpsons podcast with our friend bob Mackey. okay uh and they brought up uh bob hope Okay, and uh, because Bob Hope was on The Simpsons, and sure. uh, the whole thing was Bob Hope's not funny. Yeah, it was kind of the angle on mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, and I mean, I, I can see if you're from a certain generation, sure. why you'd believe he's that. The, he's the previous, and whatever is previous in comedy, yeah, yeah. is not uh, is not funny anymore. Um, I was uh, having a discussion uh, today uh, online with uh, Andrew Bush from uh, Picnic Face, and sure. uh, yep. you know uh, many other. Uh, what was the name of his uh, Cavendish? Cavendish, was, yes, uh, very good show, very good show. That unfortunately has not been renewed. Dumb CBC, dumb dumb dummies. <laughs> um, but he put up uh, a Simpsons clip. Hmm. That's this. Uh, I don't think it's something for the actual show, but it was um, 
like Donald Trump running from the squad. And, okay. Uh, and it was oh, all from the, it's a recent one? Yeah, very recent. Okay. And I think uh, I, I saw a clip of that, and I think it's kind of going around right now then on the internet. Yeah, it's it uh, not well. good at all. Um, it's not good at all. But there's a bigger thing, and then there's a smaller thing with this. Okay. Uh, and that the, um, the, uh, the, the, the bigger thing that's uh, sort of for discussion is sure. uh, he, was, he was saying how this was not funny and that the, you know, Simpsons hasn't been funny and whatever so long mm. and so whatever, mm. which is a pretty common uh, thing, yeah. to, thing to say. But, you know, I do feel that, and in this case, yes, there's problems with this thing that we can just get into. I haven't, I just saw the... It, it doesn't work at I didn't all hear what it was saying. For I just many saw it, reasons. Yeah. Uh, and, and Simpsons right now also has problems and we could get into why it would have problems. Yeah. Um, but just in general, anything that's comedy, uh, the previous generation uh, will not be funny to you. That's just something that mm-hmm. pretty much happens. Yeah. To the point where, you know, for the people who did The Simpsons, Bob Hope was this guy who wasn't the guy from the movies that was funny. Yeah. Even though he was the funniest thing back then. Sure. Uh, he was a guy who did uh, comedy specials and was yeah. past his prime and yeah. stuck around yeah. and too long. And people think that about The Simpsons now. It's like, well, you were great then, but you stuck around past your prime. And is, there, is there actually a comedy sweet spot? Because there's before your time and then there's after your time that's also not funny. It could it's be. It's just the- right in the, like, you know, there's SNL, right? So lots of people don't like the current SNL. Right. They have, prefer, like, they have their preferred SNL. So they, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, the days with... Cherry O'Terry and yeah. Will Ferrell. That David was the, that was the best, you know, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, of course. This new bunch of jokers. You're trimming, you're, yeah, you're trimming it all down and remembering just the good bits. You're not remembering how it was always like. Mm. <laughs> Up and down, and if yeah. you really like the first uh, couple of seasons, watch them. Try, try watching them. Yeah, try watching a full, not the best of the 50 minute long cheeseburger cheeseburger. Sketch. Oh my gosh, just just it's just so slow. Try, try it is so slow. But the difference between say a Saturday Night Live and and another thing is uh, they rotate. Uh, cast so it does change it yeah. does it does yeah. move on but i was wondering if something like an sctv uh holds up uh now if someone was watching it for the first time mm. you know would it to us it's like the greatest thing but yeah would it just be well, too slow or I weird showed or the references someone, just make no sense i showed it uh, a guy who's younger than me i work he's about 23 younger than me 23 years younger than me so he's this like in his early so he's 30s. in his 50s he's in his, his early 50s right. he's in his early 30s and i showed him the because we were talking about Babe Ruth and something came, and I mentioned the SCTV sketch with John Candy yeah. as Babe Ruth. Oh, because we were talking about the famous point. Right. Uh, and I was just bringing that up as like a great, so I brought it up on YouTube and played it. I mean, I'll link to it Which so people can see it. Sketch, yeah. It's a great sketch. And they were, and he was just laughing his head off at it. And now I don't know if it was right in his sweets, but of being of sports related, but also it is very funny. So I think that, you know, yes, the good stuff can, can transcend time. I think the okay stuff will maybe fall away because it's not, you know, it's of its time. It was funny to us, you know, at that time because it just, we were in that moment. We were in that time where it, it right. just hit the zeitgeist or whatever. That And they didn't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's People true. really like um, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and they did the Christopher Guest movies, yeah. you know, yeah. and now they're doing Shit's Creek and mm-hmm. people really loving that. I haven't really watched a lot it's of it, but good. I've heard really good it's things. Very good, yeah. yeah. And so, you know... Uh, there's still a, a lot, lot of heart. For this a lot people. of heart there. But if they were still doing like SCTV all the time, yeah. you know, maybe it would fall to the yeah. you know, just go, well, that's enough of that. Thanks and all, for. And they also, you know, through not, I don't think through planning, but happenstance, they shed, they shed, 
you know, performers over time and brought and added people to the cast. So, right, John Candy was in it at first, then he left, and uh, yeah, Harold Ramis left. Harold Ramis, yeah, that's right. Then you had uh, Tony Rosado and Robin Duke joined, and then because Catherine left. O'Hara had left, they did too. Yeah, they went on. Yeah, because Catherine O'Hara was going to be uh, doing Saturday Night Live, which mm. then Robin Duke and and, and Tony Rosado ended up doing. Uh, but she went there and just was like, no, just really, <laughs> really didn't like it, and just yeah. like hightailed it out of there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. She uh, she was she did perform on it because I do remember like a disastrous sketch like one of those end of the show sketches that just didn't work for whatever reason that she was involved in. Oh okay. Um, yeah, it was just terrible. I don't think through their fault. This it was just it was just weirdly toned, and to have sure. it as a final thing on a show it just felt really strange. It's probably one of the things where like do the such and such, we'll do it, oh, we'll do it really quickly, and they you know and then it doesn't work because it wasn't set up properly. Yeah, I remember when um, uh, and I hope I'm remembering this correctly, but Rick Moranis and uh, and Dave Thomas hosted uh, not as Bob and Doug, or maybe they did host as Bob and Doug, but mm-hmm. it was because the popularity of Bob yeah, and yeah. Doug. And it was interesting seeing them do this, their stuff live. It yeah. did still work. They mm. had the chops. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, but someone like, uh, I think a Rick Moranis could definitely have, you know, done, done that oh, show. Oh, yeah. Really taken, For sure. taken off. I mean, Mar- <laughs> there we go. Martin Short did it quite yeah, well, too. Yeah, Take Off? Because it was their hit mm, song, number right. one hit song. Yeah, right. Huh? Thanks a lot, Hoser. Pretty good. Who was the singer? Of what? Of Take Off to the Great White North. Was it Getty take, Lee? Uh, take Off brackets to the Great White North. Yeah, that's right. Getty Lee from Rush. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that. Um, it played like crazy in Canada. I just, but I, I sorry, just because Martin Short did do Saturday Night Live for one season. For one season, but still, it was pretty. It was a good season. Yeah, I think they only were brought in for the one season because they had like a kind of a packed show, right? They had Christopher Guest, they had Michael McKean. It Harry was, Shearer was on it for a while, or did he leave? Well, Harry one Shearer them... used to be on it during the kind of the original season. Okay, as well. okay, he was always around, but then yeah, he left, and I think he left like halfway through the uh, that that season as mm. well. It was it was not yet. Um, Lauren Michaels wasn't wasn't back yet. Okay, it was still, still Dick Ebersol. Dick Ebersol. So Julia uh, Louis Dreyfus was was still on Gary Kroger, uh, and Pamela Stevenson was yes. also uh, on wasted it. wasted talent. And uh, Rich Hall, who occasionally would come on and do something pretty killer, and then yeah, you know, wouldn't be really in Use anything. That much. Yeah. yeah, he is now uh, in England as Otis Crenshaw, among other uh, characters, <laughs> but especially Otis Crenshaw and doing he, quite well. Well, you know, he's living in that Sneaklets empire. He did do well with the Sneaklets books, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was a weird season because that was kind of the they hired a murderer's row, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Eddie Murphy had just left, yes. but they kept. Again, Gary Kroger and 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 Jim Belushi and uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus, and it was like, well, now here's their time to shine. Wrong. Here's <laughs> you know this guy that you love from SCTV doing all the same stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Here's the people from Spinal Tap doing all of the their thing, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Just got and Billy, and Billy Crystal, Crystal, yeah, yeah. You know, they did bring some new characters. I was thinking about those two guys that uh, oh, that's got a herd or whatever, like Christopher Guest sure. and. I mean, and, and Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal's marvelous character. Fernando, yeah. yeah. Though I think he did that while he was hosting mm. before. Okay. So there was, yeah. So, yeah. It was, I mean, it was good, I guess. I mean. And it let Billy Crystal finally be on the show, which she'd wanted to be for many, many years. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He actually got hired <laughs> for the other Saturday Night Live, which came out the same year as Saturday Night Live. Are you familiar with this? Really? There was two competing ones? Yes. There was Saturday so Night So which one was allowed to this call is... itself Saturday Night Live? Uh, the other one, uh, Saturday night was, uh, I believe they will say like live from New York at Saturday night and it would be like Saturday That's night. That's right. Um, but Saturday night live, it was Saturday night live with Howard Cosell mm. and he was one of the cast members okay. on that okay. show. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, I remember his stand-up. Well, his stand-up was pretty, con- like it was things like getting someone on stage to like crunch potato chips during a sketch about being in the jungle and stuff like that. Do you okay. remember his act? That yeah. makes sense, sure. It was more, yeah, it was more kind of like not really like one-liners or whatever. It was more kind of like sketches done by one person sure. with a bit of participation from the audience or whatever. Anyway. Boy, we sure went back in time. He was a, he was a hard worker. Um, yeah, and yes. it was just on the idea of like, does comedy, uh, you know, how, how do you not age out in comedy? Mm. Someone like a, a Steve Martin, I think, has had many eras, uh, you know, and, and many generations. Yeah. You well, know. I guess he did a lot of kids' movies later in his career, so that kind of brought him to a new generation, I guess. Yep. Uh, and then he started playing banjo more, and that brought him to a different generation. Yeah, and then much pe- older generation. That's right. Now he tours with uh, with Martin Short. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's you know, or you can be a Mort Saul, and you can uh, speaking of old time, <laughs> you know, and you can be the relevant guy of the '60s, yeah. and then keep doing the same thing mm-hmm. now, and everyone's like, okay, <laughs> he's got the newspaper. Yeah. Where did he get a newspaper? <laughs> Stop giving him a newspaper. Here you go. Well, it's better than when he came on stage with a Warren report. Because <laughs> he really did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about um, Lenny Bruce coming on with his court. Mm, yes, Boy, that that'd too. be a nice opening act for him. Is like, <laughs> first I'm going to read the Warren report. Well, I'm going to read my court transcript. <laughs> well, I'm going to read this menu, order some food, and then take it home with me because I do not want to see this. That was a really hard time for for comedy. I think it was a really hard time for comedy. Well, it's a little bit of what comedians, I think, now run into, which is, you know, uh, there's important stuff out there. We should yeah. talk about that. Why yeah. don't we use this? F- oh, well, you got to wrap it in some funny as well. You do. I mean, do, I mean Ra- that, wrap the not, medicine in some bacon so the dog can eat it. It's not new. It's I mean, Air America, like Janine Garofalo and stuff like that, you know, like kind of just threw their humor out the window. And Saturday Night Live's uh, Janine Groffler you're talking about? Yes, that's about? right. Saturday Night Live's, not the Ben Stiller show. Were you talking Janine about Groffler. Al Franken on Air America? The Saturday Night Live's uh, yeah, Al Saturday Franken? Night, uh, Saturday Night Live's also, Mark Maron was on there as well, uh, mm. who was not hired, though he was. He did audition and he didn't get in. On Saturday Night Live or on, on Air America? Uh, he was on Air America, but oh, okay. he was uh, he's talked many, 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 many times. times. Many, times. Many times. Anytime someone comes on for Saturday Night Live, he's got to bring it he's up. He's got to uh, talk about uh, being rejected by dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. Uh, yeah it's uh, it's interesting like i think like you know when you think about the late 60s early 70s and i do there wasn't there wasn't really like a comedy scene the way there would develop in the mid to late 70s you know with like the comedy store nope. and and caroline stand-up like was pretty new yeah the traditional type of stand-up that we know now mm-hmm. yeah and so when com- comedians started having like nervous breakdowns through the through the late 60s there was like no, what, like no one knew what to do with them then. Like you know, like what do you do with a guy like Mort Saul who's insisting on going on stage with the Warren report in his under his arms to go through and pick apart the Warren report well, to an like, audience that probably by this point is over it. You sure. know, or Paul Krasner went through the same thing. The uh, editor of the of the Realist, he he had a nervous breakdown. Essentially, he decided he first thing he did was he just, he decided I'm not going to laugh anymore. Which is crazy. Wow. A crazy thing to uh, decide to do. Yeah, that's like saying you're not going to shit. Yeah. So he, it's, it's he gonna, went for it's gonna a year. It's going to lead to uh, problems down the road. He did. He said that. It went for a year without laughing, like intentionally not laughing at anything he heard. Wow. And and then, yeah, he became like totally wrapped up in the uh, JFK conspiracy okay. theories and stuff like that. And just that became his stage act. You know, he went from being a, you know, a kind of satirical comic to becoming this po- polemicist about this thing that's so obscure and in your own head uh conspiracy theories that the audience has just had no time for it you know and and then there's really not like a scene for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. there's no clubs to play 
so where are you doing this? You know, like it's it's really hard. I think it was hard for those guys. You know, well, again, and it was new. There was no one to look at and go, "Where does this go?" Yeah, where does this go? Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't think like I'm. You know, Lenny Bruce is going to get a sitcom, and yeah, that's yeah. where it's going to go. Mortsall is going to get a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Bob Newhart, yeah, you could you could put him in a sitcom and yeah, makes it makes a bunch of sense. But if sure. you're one of those guys, what what do you do? You know, what do you do? Do you put, I don't even think Jonathan Winters had a sitcom until Mark and Mindy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that seems like a guy that you could definitely stick in things, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, but too many, too many problems, like mental, mental problems for Jonathan Winters as well. I mean, he had nervous break, a break, nervous sure. break too. Climbed a mast on a sailing ship in San Francisco and decided he was going to be a sailor. You know, just like, obviously there was lots of pressure. Yeah, real, and, real problems with depression, much yeah. like Robin Williams, you know? Mm. Uh, I wonder if those two ever spoke spoke about that. Yeah, I, I hope mean, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, b- before Who knows? we, they're men. Before, yeah, and they're men back then. Um, uh, but before we go on, Dave. Yes. Uh, oh, you do go on. Oh, you do have to uh, do a little bit more of this, and then we will do more. So please. Oh, pick pick a. Yeah, that's I always right. pick from the middle. Whoop! Oh shoot! That's Sorry. okay. Oh, I don't know this one at all. Okay. Okay. This is from uh, Jay Jay Garrett. Sure, Thank sure. Jay. Thank Thanks, you for Jay. participating. You gave me a song I do not know. You know what? I did listen to some of these songs on YouTube, mm-hmm. to, but I can't remember them now. Okay. Because I, w- I went to work. And they're all gone. So here we go, everyone. This is a song. If you don't know it, it's okay. I didn't know it either. And I still but the it. lyrics are very Irish. So this, I okay. this will be fine. I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. Or cuz, since it rhymes. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide, each Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Sorry, I just had to say that. That's poem. great. Nice. I and didn't... it sounds like you're going after leprechauns. Uh, I, guess I, I guess it was. Yeah, Pokemon's. Are Pokemon's leprechauns? There, that's my question. There's, there's, the, there's the question all right, of the here week. We go. <laughs> the question of the week. I'm going to go through this. Right, let's make sure I separate these out. Oh, another one. Okay. Another one. This, this one a, is a classic. This is a this is a classic. This was suggested by Sarah Walsh. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah Walsh. Sarah, we have uh, your so sculpture much. in front of us right now. Yes, we do actually. It's a little a little uh, table decoration here. Okay, here we go, everyone. This this song is kind of thematically. I don't know. Well, anyway, All right. for the Irish. Here we go. Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles, über alles in der Welt. Wenn es steht zu Schutz und Trutze, Bruderlich Süßemann hält. Wondermass bis sein Diemel, von der Edge bis ein dein Belt. Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles, über alles in der Welt. Deutsche Frauen, Deutsche Treu, Deutscher Weinen, Deutscher Sang, sollen in der Weit behalten, ihren alten Scheunen Klang, und sie edler, tight begeistern, unser ganz Leben lang. Deutsche Frau and I, this goes on and on. Hey, good stuff. Thank you. Oh, that really takes me back to one of my favorite 1970s uh, uh, German movies. Uh, <laughs> Deutschland Duber Alice doesn't live here anymore. Oh, that's a you good one. one. Yeah, that's good. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that the, did the sitcom uh, Deutschland Uber Alice. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's right. There's a spinoff. <laughs> she goes working in a schnitzel shop. Sure. Yeah. sure. Nice. Okay. So uh, one more. Oh, one more. Oh, boy. All right. 
Okay. Want to be the very best. No one ever <laughs> I'm glad you know that song. I Pokemon! Nice. All right. <sighs> okay. All right. This is another suggestion from uh, Mick Elliott. All right. All right, we're, Mick. We're playing the favorites of yesterday and today. Hey, little sister, what have you done? <laughs> hey, little sister, who's the only one? Hey, little sister, who's your Superman? Hey, little sister, who's the one you want? Hey, little sister, shotgun. <laughs> it's a nice day to start again. It's a nice day for a white wedding. It's a nice day to start again. There we go, everyone. Oh, nice. White wedding. You're welcome. You're welcome for what I'm well done. the murder I'm committing on these songs. You're welcome. Absolutely fine. I'll give you these. No, we'll put these away and yes. burn them later <laughs> burn on. Them That's later absolutely on. fine. Um, the uh, the the thing that sparked that conversation was the the Simpsons clip and and and, and what it is is this. Okay. So I'm uh, I know it's Alexandra Cortez, but I don't know what her middle name is. Ocasio. Ocasio. Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. AOC. Um, so uh, it's it's Donald Trump. And he's, uh, for some reason, I think he's sleeping on his desk and he wakes up and there's a picture of the squad there. And uh, Why they're on his desk is unexplained. Yeah, you know what I feel? Okay, well, let's just start with what I think is wrong. It feels like this is a dream sequence and they cut the top and tail. Mm. It really feels like that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, So there's no reason that these people would, uh, this picture would be on his desk. It doesn't make any sense. It's a framed picture. Uh, And uh, he starts singing, uh, you shouldn't live in America. Like, as in, you don't live in America. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, it's that. And then they come to life and they're chasing him and singing about, you know, how he's terrible. And, uh, you know, they chase him through the White House and he's running. And then he runs onto the White House lawn and there's protesters there. And then um, he goes, oh, no, it's all the Democratic uh, candidates. And they're a kick line like the Rockettes. And you think they were going to kick him. They don't. He jumps into the line. He's in the middle of the line and, and goes, uh, I can't be the first one to lose my breath. Uh, I can't be the first one to, uh, to, to, to fall. And he falls on the ground. And, uh, and uh, Joe Biden goes, uh, who's an old man now? And smiles this really weird grin. <laughs> and uh, that's the end. And then uh, you go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's got no context. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, and I'm... I'm pro, you know, the pro the squad and I'm anti-Trump and, you know, okay. But what, yeah, what's your point? Like, what's this? And it, it just felt like the people that were making this uh, either made it too fast. Yeah. Uh, didn't have anything really to say with this. No, it's... They, it's, had the lo- lo- they had the loose idea, I guess, of he's saying they shouldn't be in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's uh, telling um, Israel, you shouldn't let these people in. And that's something. There's something to that. Mm. Uh, okay, so what are you going to do? But it's... And it's it's not sung the best. It's Dan Castellaneta, who has a so-so impression of Trump. And it's not really putting the heart into it. And it's like, we've seen big Simpsons musical numbers yeah. do that. Yeah. And it's just kind of looks like an afterthought. See and, my coat. See yeah, my... and why am I best? And, uh, and and so why are <laughs> we why are we doing this? Like I understand I'm I'm behind the politics, but it's even more frustrating when you see someone tackling a subject like this who should nail it and they don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's fish, fish in a barrel. It's uh, where are we? Where are we? It's not this? even fish in a barrel. This is the. I mean, this is the trick. Is like it seems like fish in a barrel but they've got to they've got to come up with an angle like because mm. the problem is and, and again the the person andrew bush who was like uh, looking at this was was talking about like you know why is this not as funny as as the simpsons used to be yeah and and my 
my take on that is, you know, because you mentioned like the episode where Homer, uh, George Bush moves in across yeah. the street okay. and they, they stuff. But, and also the monorail episode, which is my favorite episode. But I think if you watch the monorail episode now, it, as funny as it is, it's slow. Mm. It's so slow compared to modern humor. You've got to jam so many jokes in now. The pacing is, is so different. And my feeling is that the modern writers for The Simpsons are still the older writers for The Simpsons, and they haven't let a bunch of new writers in for The Simpsons. Okay. And so they don't know how to do this. So instead what they do is they just do things faster, and in doing things faster, nothing has a chance to land mm. and have any impact. And uh, you can do it. It just it's a different skill set. And so you get something like this that's like, well, that's a lot of business going on. But to what end? Yeah. And a lot of the shows that don't work, I feel, are that as well. They're mm. just like a lot of stuff's happening quickly. Mm. But so so what? I feel like if, well, if that's the case, I feel like they are missing like the idea of what The Simpsons is, which it's not a joke show. It's not a Family Guy show where it's full of cutaways to to gags, which is what The Simpsons. Used to do. They used to do a, hey, dad, remember the time? They used to do that. And then Family Guy did that. And they okay. Go, oh, we can't do that anymore. Mm. But it used to be like an old thing. I didn't realize that. I, didn't, I don't remember them. They mentioned, like, but what about Main Street? And then you'd cut to Main Street and see what's going on. Mm. Or, come on, dad, remember you used to work for, and then you'd see, you know, Homer doing something in a flashback okay. and then come okay. back. And, they, and Family Guy so lifted that mm. and made it their own that they can't really do it anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, well, especially with a show like South Park around, like, you feel like, I guess the Simpsons can't imitate what the people, the, the shows that are imitating them. Do you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. the Simpsons obviously started this huge groundswell of new animation programs right. when it came out. So South Park was a something that benefited from that and Family Guy. Yeah. And there were other shows that just that weren't quite as good and didn't stand the, stand the test of time. But, but yeah, it's weird that you wouldn't be able to do what you've influenced you know what I mean? And then you would let those things influence you in an unhealthy way. Well, you see the show that people are talking about and you go, what are they doing? Well, South Park is topical. Mm. Okay. But South Park can do the show up until two days or more. Yeah, yeah. Or closer before it airs. So yeah, they yeah. can be like that cutting edge. Yeah. You can't do that. No, no, that's right. I, that's the, that's the thing. And Family Guy is, you know, the edgier show. Do you want to be that? Well, you know, there's a price to pay for that. Whereas mm-hmm. you lose a lot of the heart. So yeah. do you want to be that? It's like be you, but be you now. Like what's yeah. what is the, how do you uh, be a show that's been on thirty years and still be fresh and surprising? And I think the I only way you do that is, is yeah. the writers have to leave. They have to Saturday Night Live it. They yeah. have to have at least three quarters new people mm-hmm. and maybe a couple of the old guard. But they can't yeah. be setting the tone constantly because this is what I found in like improv companies. You have people that never leave. Yeah, and so when the new people come in. They imitate the old guard, yeah, and and the old guard keeps the same tone, and so even though these new people have fresh ideas, they never move things forward. Whereas you need a group of new people coming in, yeah, with their fresh ideas. Yeah. They oh, here and they and and, and <laughs> they, they revitalize the yeah they revitalize things yeah yeah like Seth Rogen's written an episode it was really good Ricky mm. Gervais uh, I'm not the biggest fan of him right now but he wrote an episode <laughs> it was really good they they you can do it. But yeah, you got to just freshen it up and people have to leave. And why would you leave? And the, and the other side, sorry to keep rambling. The other side is as a new writer, why would you want to go and work on The Simpsons? Yeah. You know, you'd want to work on your own thing that you'd have a cut of yeah. or be part of developing. Why would you want to go and be a cog in this machine and know that people will be going, oh, you work on The Simpsons. That mm. hasn't been funny in years. Yeah, you know, yeah. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, so 
that's true. You know what you what you're gonna do? Even though there's, I think there's like at least two to three good episodes, really good episodes a year. But mm. it's they should have a higher. Yeah, there should be a higher hit. Um, that's okay. You love the monorail. I think my favorite episode of The Simpsons is the bomb shelter one. That's one that always sticks in my mind. Is Got the Ned Flanders? To it as well. I love the ending of it. Yeah, it really makes makes me tear up a little bit. I remember when I watched it at the time, I was like, "That's really." Do they sing Case Rossi? That's right. That's right. And. I feel like when you're describing that, a show... It's Bart's Comet, isn't it? I think that one is the one where Bart discovers a comet and the comet's coming to Earth and okay. it's going to destroy the Earth okay. when they go in the bomb shelter. That's great that it ties together that way. It's yeah. been a long time since I watched it. I've only seen it once, obviously, because okay. you know me. But um, it feels like when you talk about it being like a joke-a-thon now, like that you couldn't have that sort of show where you have that kind of touching ending because the urge is to undermine it with, with another joke-a-thon. So then you can't... Like you say, it plays slow... But you kind of do need slowness in order to have heart and drama in a show. Right. If it's all jokes, there's no pace, and then there's no feelings to it. And all you're, all you're watching is just gag after gag after gag, which is okay. Yeah. But it'd be kind of like someone giving you, you know, 40 bazooka joke cartoons to read in a <laughs> row. Like, how would that make you feel after a while? Do you have while? to chew the gum? No, you just have to read the cartoons. But it would just become mind-numbing, okay. right? What can I get for those comics, then? Like, you could probably get a good, like a harmonica, probably send in for the <laughs> I don't prize. know. Yeah. You're not taking, you're taking this the wrong I'm just thinking you've given me You're finding the wrong comics. point in this. Oh, okay, very good. My point is that, you know, like this, something that's this sort of, the gag after gag after gag, this, you know, your, t- your mind tires of it, and it just sure. becomes nothing to you. You know what I would say is a show that uh, lands It's like that, listening to Sneaky Dragon. Oh, dear. Uh, a show that, pardon me, burp. Burping on the air. That's what we need. Freshen things up with some burps. <laughs> um, we ate some sour candy before the show. Very sour. I'm reacting to it. Um, there's, a, there's a show that sometimes uh, lands that plane, uh, which is the Bob's Burgers show. Okay. And, you know, that's got heart because mm-hmm. the core of it is dad loves and mom. Yeah. Uh, but especially dad loves the kids. Yeah. You know, as my, you know, it started off with him being annoyed by them, but they ditched that quick and just yeah. went. He just likes hanging out with them. He likes mm-hmm. hanging out with the family. They yeah. like doing stuff together. The kids are and, cool. Yeah. And, and, more often than not, when one of them comes up with a crazy idea, they go, ah, let's do it. You know, I mean, let's just do it. And, you know, Bob will try crack because he's being polite or something like that. But how they do gags on that show is a subject gets brought up and you've got the three kids. And so uh, Tina will do a joke that's like a teen joke that'll be like maybe sexual or something like that. Okay. Then you'll get uh, Louise, which will do a kid's joke, which is the anarchist joke. Yeah. And then you'll get... Um, then you'll get, uh, sorry, what's the name of the, the, the guy? Is it Eugene? It's Eugene Merman who, who, who plays, plays the kid. But I'm trying to remember what, what his name is. Tina, Louise, and, oh, I'm losing it. Anyway, whatever his name is. Yeah, that, I can't remember. That kid. Um, <laughs> he, he does essentially a gay joke. Okay. Like it's usually some joke about uh, showbiz or yeah, it's fabulous okay. that's or right, that's something right. semi-sexual mm-hmm. but in a different way than Tina's thing. Yeah. So every joke goes through. Uh, every, uh, every everything is reacted to three different ways okay and it works for character yeah but it also works for that is a dense pack of jokes every time mm. and then dad reacts to the joke in his own way and maybe mom does as well maybe yeah. a guy in the restaurant as well and then and then we're off to the races but mm. it also develops their character as you're doing these jokes it's almost a marx brothers thing of like Here's the situation. How will Chico react yeah, to this? How will yeah. Groucho? How will Harpo? Yeah. Harpo will try to have sex with the thing, you know. And uh, Groucho <laughs> will try like and, that. and Chico will try and run a con, and Groucho will stand back and like uh, react to the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. 
you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's and they do have heart to that, but the, but they found a way of of doing the density of it by having you know this uh, trilogy of uh, character joke joke machines that are always walking around and yeah. doing stuff. Hmm. And then dad can be more realistic and just reacting sure. to the reality of it. And mom's just enthusiastic about everything and just pushes the plot along because she wants to do it all. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and that's uh, that's a way of doing it. It's it's positive in a, in a time when Family Guy was negative. And I think I think that's part of their success is they just mm. went, let's be kind. Let's be nice. Let's be loving. Let's be accepting. If there's a trans character, they accept them immediately and it's never a, it's never a big deal. Anything that they have on the show, they'll uh, they'll usually try to find the uh, the good side too. Yeah, I mean, Family Guy was was it okay? I mean, it had its moments. It's good jokes. Yeah, it had good jokes. And yeah, had some good situations. I I found the show could never quite. It had no follow through. Was my problem with Family Guy? It really was a show that had no heart because they just had no follow through to any of their their stories. Yeah, they lived and died by the gag. Yeah, and yeah. halfway through the show, my favorite example of this would be the Surfing Bird episode, which is my personally my favorite fifteen minutes of the show. Right. And it's great. It's 15 minutes of greatness. Mm. Of, of And people forget what it leads into. And then it leads into that whole Jesus Christ thing, which I don't care about. If they did that as a, a different half-hour episode, I'd be fine with that. I don't care. But it's just that they have this great surfing bird thing happening, and then they just drop it like a rock halfway through the show. Right. And you're like, why? To go into a plot. Why? And we don't care. Yeah, we don't care because we're just enjoying uh, the rea- you know, the, everyone's reactions to to dad, whose name is now jumped out of my head. Peter. Peter's, yeah, Peter's sudden reaction to finding surfing bird and just it's so great and then the show just in the middle of it just changes horses in midstream which you're not supposed to do we know this because it's it's a uh metaphor all right so midstream yeah horses we don't change horses in midstream okay which apparently you know if i it's thought come it was down like to ch- us, don't chase horses mid-race no 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 midstream is oh the, is so you're in a stream at this yeah time. so oh. that's the time you don't want to be trying to get off a horse onto oh, another okay. one okay it's gonna fall Just because they uh, mentioned it a lot in that Wag the Dog movie. Oh, really? And I don't think it was stream in there. Oh, they got it wrong. Okay, very good. But right. the actual expression is midstream. Here's some uh, here's some songs, Dave. Let me hand these over to you. Oh, great. Okay. Something we, good. We may not get to all of them, but Something we'll see good. what we can do. Oh, man. All right. All right, everyone. This is going to be tricky. This is from uh, Chris Roberts. Hey, Chris. Thanks for writing in, Chris. All right, Chris. I'm going to be playing two characters here, everyone. They're going to sound exactly the same, but they're two characters. Okay. Do you need some time to get into character? I'm Yeah, I'm just trying to remember how this song goes. Right. I mean, I love this song. I listen to it a lot, but I just have trouble remembering. It's kind of, it doesn't really have a, well, I guess I have to kind of a tune. Okay, well, here we go. All right. All right, just one second. Did he not, sir, like the devil himself? All right. Just to... Uh, Je t'aime. Oh oui, je t'aime. Moi non plus. <laughs> oh mon amour. Comme la vague est résolue. Je vais, je vais et je viens. Entrez terrain. Et je me retiens. Je t'aime, je t'aime. Oh oui, je t'aime. Moi non plus. Oh mon amour. Tu es la vague. <laughs> Moi l'île nous. Ooh, Naked Island. Uh, Tu vas et tu viens entre mes reins. Tu vas et tu viens entre mes reins. It's a sex song, everyone. Oh, okay. Je t'aime, moi non plus. I'm the, not familiar with this song. It's Sage Gerritsberg and 
and uh, Jane Birkin. His, uh, it's it's the actual the English title is "I Love You, Me Neither." Ah, is the uh, English very nice. Title. All right, all right. Sorry, I couldn't do it better. All right, I kind of did a force on that one. Sorry about that. <laughs> I got this one. Mick got all the Mick got all the uh, his songs chosen. Here we go. So this is uh, here we go. I'm pretty confident that I didn't even write down the lyrics for this one. I'm, okay, that's how confident good, I am, right. but I might not. I might. Are you going to do the original lyrics or are you going to do the, uh, the uh, I don't know altered how, I don't know how much I'm going to sing. I'm just going to sing Here we go. Just sit right back and you hear a tale. A tale of a faithful trip. Faithful trip. Sorry, everyone. That started from this tropic shore aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a might and say... Oh, no, the captain... Mighty. Was a mighty sailing man, the skipper, brave and sure. That's right. Five passengers set sail this day for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. If not for the fear courage of the fearless crew, the minnow might be lost. The minnow might be lost. I'll leave it there. Okay. We'll leave it with a cliffhanger. Was it lost? It wasn't Who actually. They, they... Eventually, they ended up on Gilligan's Planet. I know that. Much. <laughs> there we are. No, that's very good. I went to uh, one first, more? the first time I ever went to Hawaii. Yep. Um, we stayed at the Ilakai Hotel because we were fans of right. Hawaii Five O. Okay. Okay. So we before we um, before we went, we watched a lot of Hawaii Five O and went like, we're gonna get the lay of the land. Mm. We're gonna understand the Ilakai Hotel great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we then we show up and then we were at the Ilakai Hotel and yes, they have changed very little. So okay. it's very neat. You're like, hey, this is great. Yeah. So we get our ho- uh, we get up in our hotel. We look out the window yeah look down it's uh it's the uh opening of Gilligan's island down there oh that's uh yeah that's, that's where it starts the, docks, the, the, yeah, the marina right. huh. it's, it's great it's like and immediately cool. you go like well that's the Gilligan's <laughs> island thing and that was like a, a nice little treat well here for just for you here we go Toy 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 You've, I, I appreciate right. that you have looked up the lyrics to all of these. All right, this is, from, uh, this is from James Coleman. So here we go, James. This all right, is James. One routine bites hard <laughs> and ambitions are low <laughs> and resentment rides high, but emotions won't grow and we're changing our ways, taking different roads. Oh, love, love will tear us apart again. Oh, love, love will tear us apart again. There we go, everyone. There's a little bit of Joy Division for you. Oh, a bit of Joy Division. That's nice. <laughs> a little bit. I'll do, I'll, I'll do one just to... Oh, to, okay. Right, so, okay. So just uh, give me the randomness. Okay. Take a little heat off you here. Okay. Here we go. You just want it. You want it in the Yeah, hand. and I damaged my throat from, sore, uh, from, uh, from sour candies. Do you, do, you want, do you want the lyrics for this? Hmm. You have got a hard one, you know sir. What? Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, I might need the lyrics for that one. <laughs> okay. I know the chorus. Okay. Let All right. Find it. Let me find it. All right. I think you dodged a bullet with uh, this one. Uh... <laughs> I did because I, 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 once again, I listened to the song, but it did not help me. All right. Sure, uh, and sir, like the devil himself did. All right. It helps, doesn't it? Does help? Sure, sure, sure. All right. All right. Uh... Oh shoot. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. 
It's right from the top here, so that. All right. Okay, thank you very much. How far before we get to the camera? All right. All right. Oh, David. Oh, yes. You know, I made some decisions. Oh, dear. I'm going to tell you what my decisions are. All right, you tell me right away. No, I'm going to tell you right now. I'll tell you. And you know what? Tell me over a glass of Guinness. All right, I'll take a... Here you go. Take a take a glass of Guinness. Sorry, I got it here. Oh, no. oh so this one's mostly head. <laughs> that's how I like it. Oh, you like mostly head. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> it's written on the bathroom wall if you go in there. <laughs> I know. All right, then. Now, this is a decision I made not uh, not recently. Not like oh, today. Oh, no. This is not a recent... Okay. This no. Is a, this is a, what you call a vintage decision. Well, let me tell you when I decided you, it. You tell me. I decided long ago Ne'er to walk in any one shadow If I fail, if I succeed At least I live as I believe No matter what they take from me they can't take away my dignity oh sorry i shit my pants <laughs> because the greatest love of all is happening to me i found the greatest Love of all. You know where I found it? Where'd you find Not it? Not in the bathroom like you, you perv. <laughs> I found it inside of me. Then the doctor removed it. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, I had to tell him it was an oh, accident. All right. Well, and he did not believe me. Because I was in there last week with a yeah, shillelagh sure, and I said, sure. I just fell on it. And he went, look, everyone says they fell on the shillelagh, but no one's believing it. That's right. Why are you leaving it on a chair like that? It's a real question. It's good luck. <laughs> no, I don't say. know. I haven't found it to be so. All right, everyone. That was uh, that was very good. Thank very you. good. I like that you took it down the Irish tenor route there at the end there. <laughs> oh, only an English rose. I remember when we went it to... It helps when you raise an arm up. I like, know, you have to. We, we, we went to... We, we were coming back from the Orkney Islands, Lisa and I. This is when we were quite a, quite a bit younger. It was before the girls came into our lives. And uh, we had to stay overnight in Inverness. Okay. And there wasn't many places to stay. We kind of we were just sort of taking our chances. So we got we got a room in this hotel, and it was right above the bar, mm. right above the bar. And then there was an Irish tenor singing. So we we're trying to go to sleep because <laughs> we were tired. Of course, when you travel, you always find you go to sleep earlier than than you do when you're at home because you're just always exhausted. And so we were like trying to sleep with the you know at daylight. We we're just trying to sleep, and then next thing you know, out of from below us, out of the depths, in this voice, you know, only an English rose. Da da la la. Oh my gosh! Well, I guess I'll watch TV for a while. Don't you find like when you go to a place like Ireland, and you're I've never a- been to Ireland, but when I get or my, were you, or were you in England? We were in England. Yeah, we're coming oh, back sorry, from the Orkney that. Islands. We're in Scotland. Okay, when you're in, in when you're in England or you're in Ireland or yep. where where have you? Yeah. Uh, and you get something like someone singing a song like that, or it's a, it's an old uh, pub song, and they're all singing together, sure. and stuff, which does happen. Okay. Uh, don't you want to like stand up and go, really? <laughs> no, I this don't. This seems a bit on the nose. I don't. Are you really doing this? That's very pl- pleasing Really? To me. We're doing this? Mm, no. Huh. Huh. Okay. Well, all do, right. you, do you feel that way, really? 
sometimes I go like, oh, you, oh. you think like this is a stereotype that yeah. a rube like me yeah. coming from, you know, Canada would go, hey, do you guys uh, sing in the pub? <laughs> or do you think like, because that, that's Canadian accent. Sure. Do you think like, uh, the great is livable is my love for my truck named Gus? Um <laughs> Yeah, you think like, uh, no, we don't do that. We go to work and we're tired. And we yeah. come. We don't have time to sing, uh, a, a, you know, a song in yeah. the pub. And yeah. uh, by God, they do. Mm. And they, they are. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, are you guys all tourists just doing this? Or is this? I think they're paid performers to oh, make it maybe, feel yeah. like you're in a real English pub. The most disappointing thing about uh, British Oob. pubs is uh, that they all almost have the same menu. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's, like, it's not that it's like, oh, it's mm. bland food. It's like you go yeah. to the pub, you know, miles away and it's like, oh, it's the same stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's too bad. Like, make your own stuff. Make your own stuff up. Yeah. And give me a bad stew. Give me a bad stew. Don't give me this mediocre stew that everyone has. <laughs> yes. Make a horrible mistake. I'll, I'll, I'll take that over uh, mediocrity. Is that right? Yeah, because it's, ap- it's apathetic. It's we, usually, like, we usually get the plowman's lunch. And what, what is that? It's like a cheese plate, basically. Okay. But British cheeses are pretty uh, sure, sure. tasty. Yeah. Like, you know. Sweet like, Jesus. What cheeses? <laughs> like, people talk about, like, bland British food, and then you go there, and, like, they're mustard super hot. Mm-hmm. They have, like, the craziest tasting creams. And then their cheeses are, like, I don't know, like, what, we're bland. Like, oh, we're bland. Cheddar right. cheese in Canada. If- it's bland compared to what they eat in uh right like Wednesdaydale is a strong cheese it doesn't feel like okay that's true i mean i i of course whenever i i see that kind of stuff i go like because i just going from like my british family yeah smokers oh so you know you need something to cut through sure yeah you know, to, to get to get but to i it. think Wensleydale has existed a long time but maybe it's existed as long as there's been smoking in england mm-hmm. when sir walter raleigh brought it back from the, the new world did he that is what it said oh that's neat because i listened to bob newhart records Ah, ah, very nice. And Walter Raleigh with his, uh, yeah. And good for Bob Newhart, uh, never having anything horrible about him in all the time so far. Well done. <laughs> and thank you for still being records I can listen to and go, okay, it's all fine. It's all fine. We're just <laughs> enjoying them. Here we go. Mind yeah, Bob here Newhart. we go. Okay, what's that? It's a thing about uh, women drivers. It's in the 60s. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, good, fine. it's I've, I've, I've seen him do it live it's and he handled bit. the situation well. It's all fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. It was the 60s. What are you going to sure. do? If that's the sure. worst thing, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. We're all good. You know what? What would you, what do you prefer? The driver's Asian or the driver's a woman? If that, you're going to do stuff like that. By the way, that was his joke. Oh, is that right? He did it live. Yeah. yeah he, did, uh, he did the joke of just like, you know, when people started to boo, he was like, oh, oh, you're right. No, I... That is wrong this day and age. I'm sorry. Okay, you're right. Well, here we go. And uh, yeah, then he's like, oh, Mr. An, an Asian driver. And he was like, oh, you would prefer the woman. So we're going to do the woman then? We all agree we're going to do that. Okay, well, it's up to you. And here we go. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. There's a. I have a book by Vip, uh, Virgil Parch, the, the cartoonist, who is very 50s cartoonist. and uh, But he has like a book, yeah, just about bad woman drivers and i was like i guess it was a meme it was that t- it was, generation's meme it was a flintstones episode that mm. does not hold up well i guess yeah yeah like but once again to be fair those guys it's thirty thousand bc mm-hmm. that was a long time ago there were still dinosaurs around it's amazing they're as as racially sensitive as they are yeah yeah though i don't think there's anyone of color wait no there are there are some stereotypical uh asian people yeah, like oh Flintstones. Because Lisa broke her collarbone, she has trouble turning her head. Laughing from uh... yeah, from my jokes, and 
She has trouble turning her head to see the traffic coming. So okay. she, she doesn't feel confident changing lanes. Now. So I would say I've gone ahead of her in terms of as a driver. Like, But for the longest time, Lisa was a way better driver than I was. Like way better driver. I have, I've never understood that because I met this person who was like a fantastic driver who taught me how to drive. You know, so that, that whole meme is like this is a This is Pia's thing too. She has a hard time uh, because of some stuff. Turn, turning your head very far yeah. to look behind and, and that's yeah. her worry with like learning how yeah, to drive. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and my thing about that is that's a that's a legit concern but other people have that and they do drive. Yeah, you so, can you get know, around you can it. Get a, you just can... have to be careful obviously. Or choose not to not just pass. Like if you're driving on the freeway just choose a lane hopefully not this fast lane if you're not going fast and just stick to it. Stick with it if it's hard for you to turn in one direction. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean... This is weird. As a person who... And again, we sometimes mention what our age is. I'm 52. I still think I will drive one day. And you go like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, hmm, okay, whatever, buddy. And there we go. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I don't see that why. or impossible. Self-driving cars will just like immediately show up. And That'd be, be like, so great. What are you oh, do? man. I'd love to have a car I could sit and read in. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You know what that car is called? The bus. Well, yeah. But the problem for me to go to work, a bus, yeah, bus ride is two, two hours and 45 minutes in the morning. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's too much. That's really too much. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't dig it. Okay. I have taken the bus home, and even in the af- even in the evening when it's a little faster, it is it is terrible how long it takes. Oh, okay. Like it's a Do you get it's a an seat? hour and forty five minutes, and um, sometimes depends which bus I catch. Mm. This is my thing with taking. I don't do it often. I just do it if like if we have like a car yeah. thing where the main one of the cars bus is over uh, to get to our place from like downtown. Uh, you will often not get a seat unless mm-hmm. you plan yeah, yeah. your... Uh, you yeah, if you go like to the near the beginning of it and then come back. Well, you've got to go to the back of the bus for sure. Keep yeah. an eye out. Yeah. You know, know when uh, the big dump-offs are. Plan yeah, yeah. accordingly. Sure, sure. Because, you know, if someone needs a seat, they're going to be at the front and mm-hmm. here's where the people coming in. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I, I do want to say when it's all, like, super packed, you know, this is unacceptable. <laughs> this is not right. We're yeah. all paying the same amount and sure. we should get seats. Uh, what? What? What's this? A what's this standing bullshit? Yeah. Is anyone here comfortable? Are you hot? Are you not? Uh, well, why are we? De- why are we allowing this? This is bullshit. Knock well, it off. Get more buses. One thing that's weird that I've noticed now, writing like like not immediately, but like the last few years, having ridden the bus a couple times home, it's something that never happened when I was a kid, which is a bus not showing up on, in its first yes. scheduled time. Like it just doesn't yeah. show up at all. As if the driver's like. I'll just go a different direction and cut out a few stops because I'm I'm already full and I don't need to stop yeah. anyway. Or you get the uh, yeah you get the bus that uh, just has sorry yeah on yeah the front. like sorry bus full yeah yeah like okay so now that you know the bus is full you've called someone no, and another bus goes by the is schedule. going to okay so yeah. hmm, so how are people here supposed to yeah yeah go home it's because weird, isn't it? we're not doing this for fun <laughs> what's the situation and luckily yeah, yeah. i do have other options uh you know of other buses to keep but yeah. if someone doesn't what no the i mean for me it's another half hour for the yeah. next bus to come also there's and one, no guarantee that you yeah know. there's three buses i can take weird. to get home two of them uh drop me off not as close as i really would like and the one that drops me off close yeah is a fighty bus Oh. It's like more often than not... You have to fight with the driver to get off of it? No, you have uh, people who want to fight on the bus. Is it driven by a minotaur? Yes. Oh. It is a labyrinth that you have to walk through to get, uh, <laughs> to get, to get the there. And uh, they, if you get a pot of gold if you uh, survive it. Oh. No, but there's always a like someone someone who's just like, Hey, how you doing? What are you... What? 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 Like there's just some really? fighty fighters. And, That's yeah. weird. You know, again, it goes through a well, very... Well, your neighborhood. It goes through a very sad area, mm. you know. But often sad area means... 
doesn't mean fighting. It yeah. just means things are rough. We're going to yeah. get on the bus. You know, people are talking. Get where we're it's, going. We got stuff to do. Yeah. Being being hard up or even on drugs doesn't mean fights. Yeah. But this is just a, a fighty bus. Like, it's oh, just it's like weird. people get on. And it's like, what? In the afternoon? You want yeah. to fight in the afternoon? Pace yourself, man. <laughs> Pace yourself. You've got fighting to do tonight. You don't want to be the <laughs> sucker that it gets Wait, smacked in the puss now. That's a good question. Is it Saturday night? What? That you're riding the bus? No, all the time. Because huh. Saturday night's all right for fighting. We've, oh, that's, that's all right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. What, what are we talking? Like, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y? Night. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, speaking of songs. <laughs> oh, no. It's A T U R D Y night. Night. Saturday night. All right. All right. Here we go, everyone. Oh boy. Oh boy. Sort of know this song. Let me just once again. Let me find the. the we may have to the, bump some of these to next oh, uh, next I, week. I hope not, because I, I hope everyone gets a song in at least. Uh, there's too many for that. <laughs> All right. Let's. We'll still. We'll still. We'll still do them, everyone. We don't want to leave you out, but. Uh, let me yeah, find we may one. have to do some next week because uh, there's more than a dozen here. All right, so there's well, there's I know more everyone, than sixteen here. <laughs> you, really, you really answered the bell, everyone. So this is here's a song from Andy Hudson. Okay, and here we go, everyone. You have to. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong, and I grew strong, and I learned how to get along. And so you're back from outer space. I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. Mm. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you leave your key. If I'd known for just one second, you'd be back to bother me. Go on, now. Go. Walk out that door. Just turn around now, because you're not welcome anymore. Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye? Did you think I'd crumble? Did you think I'd lay down and die? Oh, no, not I. I will survive. Oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. I've got all my life to live, and I've got all my love to give, and I'll survive. I will survive. Hey, hey. Nonny, nonny. Ho, toy, toy. Excellent. Well done. All right. Everyone, that was pretty awful. Whose song is that? G- uh, Gloria Gaynor. Yes. Yeah, Gloria that's Gaynor. right. All right. Here's a song from Laurel. Laurel Robertson has a song for us, for me to sing. Thanks, Laurel. Yes, thank you, Laurel. Thank you, everyone, for participating. But thank you, Laurel, for this one. Here we go. All right, everyone. Here we go. Names to his grave. Imagine me, everyone. I'm wearing a fedora. Okay. Standing under a streetlight. Oh, I'm really hoping this is the song I'm thinking of. In in a fog, in a foggy night. Here we go. Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wandering in the night. What were the chances we'd be sharing love? Before the night was through Something in your eyes Was so inviting Something in your smile Was so exciting Something in my heart Told me I must have you That's all I know I didn't even know the song very well But there you go That's nice Uh, All right, one more Okay, Uh, I was just looking for uh, Lyrics to something here Because I was hoping it was Um I was hoping it was a different song, Okay, (laughs) which, of course, it couldn't have been. Here we go. I'm wearing my green fedora, (laughs) fedora, fedora, not Alice, not Annie, but fedora. (laughs) 
I usually come to town with a battered old hat of brown. But it got red when me and my queen go stepping around. Nice. One of my favorite uh, Warner Brother cartoons with the little owls. Who sings that song? Remember that one? Is it an owl that sings? He's it? an owl, yeah. And mom makes him makes him uh, sing like the, like a classical song or whatever, and he sings it with, you know, like da 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 da. And then then he gets to sing that he's like, "I'm wearing my green fedora, not Alice." No, he gets really excited. Oh, that's about great. It. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, another. I thought you sang your song. No, oh, that was a song of mine, but that's not a song of yours. Here we go. Okay. Oops. Sorry. Oh, you got two. Here, take right. uh, take Here that. One. Oh, okay. Darn it! I was hoping I would do that one. <laughs> All right. This is a song from my beloved wife. Oh, very good. So you're really going to have to sell this one. I'm really going to have to sell it. This I'm... one this one comes from the heart. Uh, yes. This one comes from the heart. All right. Um, I just got to find the lyrics because there's no way I could remember this song. I can remember the beginning of it. It's pretty easy, but uh, here we go. All right. Intergalactic, planetary, <laughs> planetary, intergalactic, intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic, intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic, intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic. Jazz and AWOL, that's our team. Step inside the party, disrupt the whole scene. When it comes to to beats, well, I'm a fiend. I like my sugar with coffee and cream. Well, I gotta keep it going, keep it going. Full steam, too sweet to be sour, too nice to be mean. Well, on the well, on the tough guy style, I'm not too keen. There you go, everyone. Well done. That was a little bit of uh, Irish rap for you. Very nice. All right. I gotta go... Uh, From the wee beastie boys. Very nice. Uh, I'm gonna go to our, our mailbag right now, just for the heck of it. All right. Time for mail, everyone. Um, so we had a question of the week. Uh, two questions. Uh, first question was, do you have a theory or idea that you know is probably wrong, but you believe it anyway? And my example of that was my belief that my fat cells leave where they are and move to the outside of my body, and then I get weirdly jiggly, and then they'll go away. Oh, okay. That's my theory. My theory is... Uh, Stick into it. My cells are so fat, when they listen to house music, they go around the house music. P-H-A-T. Sure. Uh, so uh, uh, Matthew Sanborn Smith gave us a nice little clip uh, of uh, of how to do an Irish accent, or you know, it was like a nice little Irish clip. And we we watched it, we enjoyed it, and it's there. And if you want to see the clip, go to sneakydragon.com. It's there. Uh, our friend Louise, because we also mentioned uh, Louise. I don't know how he did it, but he put the clip in so that it starts at the point spot that you wanted to start as well. Oh, that is a good thing. How yeah. do you do that? Let us know. Yeah. That's our, that's, we'll probably have like a question and another question, but that's our third question. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Tell us. Um, so Louise, uh, we mentioned. Hi, uh, Louise. Is, is a Gemini Award uh, winning writer. She's a, a writer. She was a writer on a show called Street Sense, yep. which to some people, that is very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. But much more impressive, of course, is yeah. that she writes Paw Patrol. That, that is killer. That just destroys. Yeah. Like, that's just insane that you write Paw Patrol. That's, that's well, great. Well, actually. When she used to write, um, what was the show called? Tupi and Bino or something like that? It was a, a show the girls watch when they were younger. When they oh. found out that she wrote for that Scoop show. Scoop and Doozy? No, Tupi and Bino. I, was, I can't okay. remember the exact name of the story. It's been a while since it was on. on All right. What, what was that show? It was like, ah, I can't remember now. It was like Rabbits or something. I didn't, didn't watch it with okay. them. They were old enough that I didn't have to watch TV with them anymore. Thank goodness. But um, Kid and Cat, I think she also wrote mm, for. Yeah. And many other things. But she won the Gemini for... Uh, Street for, Sense. For Street Sense, as she should. Great show. 
Did I write on it? Yes, I did. Thanks for asking. Um, just a season and a half. They wrote longer. Did you uh, did you write for Street Sense as well? Dave. Yeah. I wrote for Street Sense. Oh. Did you go to Gemini? Won some other awards. It's fine. Everything's good. There were some other awards that were floating around. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Often, okay. Dave, mm-hmm. I've written on shows that have won Gemini Awards. Sure. Okay. Well, we like to say it's a group effort. Mm. Fuck you. Um, I think it would be established that in order to win the Gemini Awards, you have to be a twin. Right. So we were saying, you know, uh, was there any other twins who have won Gemini Awards? And, and Louise had responded, uh, shut up. Well, that was mean. No, she responded, uh, I don't know of another twin who won a Gemini, oh. but odds are there must be some out there. But the Property Brothers have won the award that replaced it, the Canadian Screen Award, a.k.a. the Screeny. Ugh, Screeny. Uh, obscure Why fact. would they change it to Screeny when it was Gemini Award before? The Gemini Award is like a great name for an award. Do you think it was because of the Gemini Killer? Probably. No. So anyway. Was there a Gemini Killer? Probably. Sounds right, right? Did you the think Gem- it was strange? Gemini killer? Doesn't that sound like that's okay. the thing that was? Here's a weird thing. I just want to sp- bring this up All right, right now. You bring that up while I'm looking up yeah, if yeah. there's a Gemini killer. Here's I'm a weird thing. I'm pretty sure there is. Here in Canada, we don't say semi. Like, we say a semi-trailer. We say semi. Mm-hmm. We say hemi. We don't say hemi. Okay. But we say Gemini. But when I was watching First Man, the, the movie about Neil Armstrong, they were calling the program, the first program, the Gemini program. They weren't saying Gemini. They would call it the Gem- Gemini program, and which I thought was... And I thought to myself, well, that's correct for Canadians. Why are we saying Gemini? Why do we fall into the Gemini trap on that? But God, we didn't fall into it for Semi and Hemi and Demi. Demigod, not Demigod. Demigod, everyone. Exactly. Uh, Gemini Killer is from Exorcist 3. Um, Ah, well, that's not a real person then. They're just trying to steal our words. There's one scary scene in there. Uh, Obscure fact, because you brought up the Gong Show movie. The Gong Show movie was written, uh, co-written by Robert Downey Sr. Ah. I found, uh, I found that out after it was mentioned in a song title on Sneaky Dragon Listening Party number 19. Second best show in the Sneaky Dragon uh, stable. Okay. Yeah, take that, uh, full marks. Take that, fansplainers. Take that, uh, idiots. completely Beatles. Um, <laughs> that's currently running. That's currently running. Yeah. They're all currently running. You just download them. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Obscure-er fact uh, from Louise. <laughs> my high school put on its own gong show competition for a couple of years. Mm. With the sole aim of contributing to the comedy of the show, not to win the contest, I decided to go on it as the unknown tap dancer, a goof on the unknown comic, a running character on the TV show who performed with a paper bag over his head. Yeah. So I cut holes in a paper bag and wore a red and white striped uh, sailor top, my red <laughs> polyester gym shorts, and my shiny black pack. And leather tap shoes. Wow. Um, I expected. And this, uh, were these 70s red satin shorts? By the way, when if she comes on the show again, yeah. she needs to wear that. She needs to wear that. I will wear that same outfit. You don't have to wear the bag, though. Hmm. Uh, I expected <laughs> to get uh, gonged off the stage right away, like the joke acts on the TV show. Yeah. As I danced my routine, the audience of my peers watched politely. Wait! <laughs> Uh, uh, where was the booing? The calls uh, to gong this terrible tapper off the stage. After a minute, I ran out of choreography and had to repeat the steps from the top. I kept waiting for someone to gong me. The music went on and on. It was a tape recording my uh, dance teacher made of a player piano playing A Pretty Girl is Like a Melody. With sinking heart and rising panic, I realized I hadn't listened to it all the way through. I had no idea how long it was. I started to make stuff up until mercifully the song finished three or four minutes later. It hadn't occurred to me to just stop dancing, bow, and get off the stage because darn it, this was the gong show. I was supposed to get gonged. I was supposed to be a joke act, but the joke was on me. I, I never 
know if the judges thought my dancing was okay or they're just being kind. And thanks to the anonymity of the paper bag, I never had to find out for sure. But it was a good early lesson for me. You can't always count on an audience being familiar with the work you are parodying. Hmm. True. I almost gonged in for that letter reading performance. Well, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> did we mention the Unknown Comic had a movie? I did not know that. Yeah, the movie. And, what uh, was his name, the Unknown Comic? Maury Langston? Oh, yes, you got it. Okay. Um, Murray Langston. Murray Langston, who yeah. also would like he would perform on um, Make Me Laugh as yeah. himself and also the Unknown, yeah, unknown Comic. comic yeah. The yeah. Unknown Comic uh, paper bag always had a tissue in the top. You could like, go and reach for that. Yeah. Uh, had a whole bunch of different bags for different things. He had a good but bit. The, uh, had a good bit. The, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember there was really re- the first time I'd ever seen real gross-out humor yeah. was in the uh, was in that movie. Like there was some gross-out humor. Huh? There was there was a guy um, going to a, a, a coming out of a sperm bank, mm. and uh, and you were like, oh, he made a deposit, and it's like, no, he made a withdrawal, and then he was like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, in his mouth because he was a gay man and he enjoyed uh, keeping the semen in his mouth. I guess, oh, brother, yeah. And uh, did a joke about uh, uh, what what do you call um, a field full of uh, uh, bulls uh, masturbating? A field of bulls <laughs> masturbating. What do you call that? Okay. What do you call that, well, Dave? I, I, hey, I Dave. That's what you call Wait, it. Wait, Dave, 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 Dave. Yes. Let yes. me just set the scene for you. Sure, sure. You're driving your car. Yeah. Um, with maybe your lovely wife, and she's having trouble turning her neck. Yeah, and you, yeah. So you're driving the car. Sure. And then you catch out of the corner of your eye a field of bulls. Masturbating. And you're like, well, wait, before you don't yeah. realize that. Oh, okay. You're like, oh, yeah. something's, something's amiss. Yeah, yeah. And you, having a history of uh, working on farms, yeah. and you go like, I should, I should look into this. Yeah. So you uh, carefully pull the car off the side of the road. Sure. You get out. You go, yeah. uh, uh, Lisa, do you want to stay in the car or do you want to... Uh, <laughs> Come on and watch these, these see, Well, you don't know what it is yet. Oh, okay, okay. And, and she goes like, I'm having a rough day. I'm going to just stay in the okay. car. Like, okay, oh. I'll inform you as to what is going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so you get out of the car mm-hmm. and you look at the field and you notice once again, yeah. oh, wait a second. This isn't what I expected. Yeah. It seems those bulls, the first bull there is pleasuring himself. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. I was wrong. Uh-huh. They all are. Yeah. Uh, simultaneously. Sure. In a, and they, I'm not formed, sure how they, they would, formed but okay. a circle. Yeah. And they, they found a way. Nature okay. finds a way. Nature does find a way. Says. You're right. Yeah. And so you yeah. go back to the car mm. and you get in the car and yeah. you start driving. Yeah. And uh, Lisa turns to you yeah. and just goes, uh, Dave, yeah, and you go like, yes, Lisa, my love, and and she goes to you, Dave, what what was what was in the field, yeah, and uh, and you go, uh, oh, uh, beef stroganoff. <laughs> wow, you know they you know they call that joke steerage class. All right, noble. <laughs> Sarah Walsh writes. Uh, despite the current political climate and with ev- other evidence to the contrary, I uh, do still strongly believe that the overwhelming majority of people are good and want to do the right thing. We just have a wide variety of options on what the right thing is, I guess. I can't deny that it's getting harder to hold on to that belief, and I refuse to let it go. I also sort of believe Andy Kaufman faked his death. I don't really believe it, I guess. But the way I see it, the best trick he could pull uh, to get his truest fans uh, to believe he faked it, uh, but then actually turn out to be dead. Yeah, that's true. We all uh, (laughs) wait all our lives uh, for him to come back, and he never will. It's very Kaufman-esque. Kaufman-esque. Yes. No big punchline, just leaves you confused and disoriented and wondering if it's over yet. So yeah, yeah, Andy Kaufman is alive. Believe it. 
I believe the second that we truly, truly, everyone, the last person who believes Andy Kaufman is alive, decides Andy Kaufman is dead. Yeah. That is when he will rise and start reading <laughs> The Great Gatsby again. <laughs> and it was like, no! <laughs> From the beginning. Someone will kill him. Uh, Edward uh, Dragansky uh, uh, responded saying, I also believe Kaufman may be walking among us, but disguised as Tony Clifton. Mm. Yes, possibly. Uh, Laurel G. Robinson writes, Hi, David and Ian. Hi, Laurel. Hi, Laurel. Um, I always, uh, I've always believed that a person, me, uh, kept with a daily stretching routine, walked several miles per day, did the bike riding, the skating, the hardest yard t- chores, uh, such as hours of uh, weed, uh, weed eating and push mowing uphill and down, uh, that it would be possible to ward off all signs of aging. I have never spoken this belief out loud. Just held it close to my psyche. Well, it works for me. Um, while it may not entirely be true, I have joints now that stiffen up when I least expect it. I am <laughs> determined to keep on believing this notion. Yep. You know, uh, my kind of theory along those lines is what you do is you, you're really out of shape when you're young. Mm. Then we get older, get, get into shape, sure. and it'll feel like you're uh, okay. You're mm. kind of on even keel. Okay. Just got to really screw up <laughs> early. Uh, mess yourself up bad. It's... I don't think I have think, breakfast that's just orange Tic Tacs. I'm, that's my I'm advice. Afraid it's not Did avoidable. Did that for many years. Not avoidable. Now uh, here's my list of three little ditties. Oh uh, no, no, we don't, we don't need okay, to read those. Are, right. we, yeah. And uh, let's hear it. No Dave. foreshadowing. Right. Except for um, we can say strangers in the night because we didn't do that. that. Edward Dragansky uh, writes his own damn letter this time. Uh, saying, uh, wow, you guys brought up Holmes and Yo-Yo. We did. We you did know why? Because we keep it fresh. We keep it get that young fresh. audience. Yes. And you're like, keep it crisp. Come on, everyone. What uh, kind of show is this? We talk about Holmes and Yo-Yo. That's what kind of show this yeah, is. Yeah, Grandpa Simpson goes, hey, it's too old for me. Too old. I can't believe anyone else remembers that show. Uh, we don't remember it. But that's what I love about Sneaky Dragon. I watched it, too. And at the time, was a huge fan of the Sid and Marty Croft shows on Saturday mornings. Remember those? How many can you name from memory? Okay, let me do it. Wait, let me, but let me we do gotta it. first of all let say I think as a kid, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters was my favorite. Okay, name let me the do ones it first. You can think. Go. The ones I can think of. Okay, Doctor Shrinker. Okay, Doctor Shrinker. Doctor Shrinker. He's a madman with an evil mind. Wonderbug. Wonderbug. Yeah, that's right. Wonderbug. Okay, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Uh, doc, um, uh, Land of the Lost. Yeah. Lidsville. Yeah. The Bugaboos. Yeah. H. R. Puff. Bugaloos. Sorry, Bugaloos. H. R. Puff and stuff. Right. That it spun off into the movie Puff and Stuff Zap the World. <laughs> um, just thinking. Well, Puff and Stuff Zaps the World. Uh, I'm out. Captain Cool and the Kongs. Okay. Um, okay. You got the you got the Bugaloos. Uh, you got that that. Uh, yeah, Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. You've done that many <laughs> many lands and lost. Uh, they remade Sigmund of the Sea Monsters. Uh, okay. Oh, I feel like I'm on a game show, and it, I'm so gonna get. But there's a one where there was the genie. I remember. I remember that. Uh, Did they do any ones like the like the nuts in space? Whatever you know, like the ones far out space nuts. Far out space nuts. Sure. Okay. Far out space nuts probably is true. And if we're gonna go that, oh, sorry. Then we've got um, not lost in space. Uh, the lost saucer with Ruth Buzzy. And, okay. okay. And uh, Jim was that Neighbors. a murder? Was that a I, b- I would. I would bet you dollars to donuts. Okay. Uh, that okay. it. That it was. Uh, and uh, oh, what else would there be? Oh, uh, Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Ah, yes. All right. Because there were other shows that were kind of produced in a similar... Well, no, they weren't any similar, but there's other shows that were produced. Like I- Isis was a weird kind of show. Yeah, but that was done by the same person who did the Archie 
uh, cartoon because okay. I remember it had that weird circular uh, credit, like a credit of Leon. It wasn't Leon Schleisinger, but it was something that was like rotating around. Okay, and they did, yeah, they did, they did uh, Isis, they did Shazam, they did the cartoon versions, mm. they did the cartoon versions of Batman, Tarzan, Lone Ranger, okay, uh, the New Adventures of Waldo Kitty, uh, yeah, all the Archies, Sabrina, oh, and wow. so on and so forth. And once again, we're keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. Thank you. Thank, by the way, thank you Ed, for dragging us into the past. By the way, it's not uh, an outstanding Dragon. movie. By well, there you go. Speaking of dragons, uh, first of all, here's the thing. Oh, who did the voice of uh, Puffin stuff? It was a kind of a famous actor. I can't remember his name, but I can tell you who it is, and you're going to go, "Oh, that guy." Uh, do you know who did the voice of H.R. Uh, Puffin stuff? No. Um, Brady Bunch. It was Sam the Butcher. That guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's H.R. Uh, Puffin stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. Was he was he acting in the costume? I doubt it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he couldn't take that. Mm. Yeah. Because um, Billy Billy West or whatever, she played the she yeah. Played but she Poo. had to. It was just makeup. Yeah, yeah. But I no, I think uh, he just did be a lot of be a lot of. He work. just did the voice of hey yeah 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 you know, whatever the guy's name is it was Jack Wild, but I forget uh, what to, what his name was on the show. Well, what's the, it, okay? Here's the other amazing thing about that show. What's that? The flute was played by James James Cagney in the costume in the flute costume. Wow, that was the <laughs> bottom of the world for that guy. Um, don't watch, don't watch the Puff and Stuff movie. It's not worth watching the whole movie. Okay, but on YouTube, but the but Mama Cass does a song called "Different." That's really a great song. That's like she was a great singer. She was a great singer, and it's very touching. It's a very touching, sweet song mm. that you would not expect yeah. to be in this movie. Uh, it's a puffin stuff movie. I'll tell you a sad thing. About Zap it. the world is also an okay uh, song. I'll Go tell ahead. you a sad story about Mama Cass. You know, Martha she, Ray sings it. She was she was like, it's true. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, she is, appears in the film, and she's like a real bon vivant, a real friend to everyone. And she was she is like this sort of like hub of connections for all kinds of different people. Right. And she it was her who brought Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, and David Crosby together. Mm. And then they formed Crosby, Stills, and Nash. The sad part, though, was that she wanted to sing with him. She wanted to be Aww. in the band with him. But they decided that they didn't want her in the group. They just wanted to be a, a big uh, sausage party and, yeah. and didn't, didn't use her, which well. is sad. Because, you know, she brought them together and was there, and with the idea that, oh, it'd be great to be able to sing with these guys and, and be in a band with them. Well, screw them. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Anyway, watch uh, Puff and Stuff. And it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's called Different. Zap the World is another song from it. It's, uh, you know, it's of its era. And if you want to hear Martha Ray sing, you can. And it's, it, it's it, it is a fact that those three guys are like three of the biggest assholes in the music industry. It's an actual fact. And when Graham and when Neil Young joined them, then there was four of the biggest assholes in the music Why industry. Why did they together. want uh, Crosby's sperm then? Why Cause, did. Because uh, he's yeah. a talented singer. Yeah. And then and the, she's a musician. Melissa Etheridge, you're thinking of. Yeah. She's a, she's and a, after the shows, you would see like a guy walk away from the concerts and uh, say, How was the concert? And he'd go, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want that kind of callback. That's a terrible callback. But the, here's the thing about the Puff and Stuff movie. Yeah. Uh, it got darker than they could get on the uh, TV show. Mm. So you had a Nazi rat that was yes, there, but he had the right. little double X instead of the mm-hmm. swastika. That's mm-hmm. what, it's clearly a Nazi rat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they capture the witches. There's a witches convention. Uh-huh. And they capture a puff and stuff, and they're going to eat them. Yeah. And then uh, when the puff and stuff escapes, uh, they said, we're going to like uh, bomb uh, the nice land, and we're going to kill everybody. <laughs> and uh, things get switched around, and uh, the witches get killed instead. So, you know, there it, you go. It all turns out well in the end. Sure. The point of the show is that evil does exist in the world, but it's it's defeatable. 
Don't forget that. Right. And then later on, um, uh, what's what's her name? Billy. Billy West. Billy West uh, did uh, was on Lidsville, mm-hmm. but as the good guy. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, and and changed sex for that one. That was a was a fella who was a genie. All right. So uh, back to Ed's letter uh, regarding uh, those strange years before VCRs became affordable and a common household appliance. I have a story set firmly in that time period. I was and still am a huge Star Wars fan. I saw it so many times. What in the a theater. nerd! Yeah, that's right. Before the days of home video, we didn't uh, own a VCR until 1984. So the thought of watching movies on tape at home fascinated me. <laughs> it was around 1978 or 79. When a friend of mine told me he had a VHS copy of Star Wars we could watch at home, so he invited me over to watch it. This was so exciting and uncommon for me at the time because Star Wars wasn't even available for rent or to buy. He just had it on TV. So I go over to his house to watch Star Wars, which I didn't realize at the time was a shitty bootleg version uh, filmed in a theater. But I didn't care. It was on TV. Uh, but wow, something... they, how do they film it in a theater? Do they like have set up the video camera in the theater? I guess so those were giant ex- video cameras. Yeah, in but those people days. wouldn't expect it to be happening. And I, I guess, guess so. you could like always. You just put a hat on it and just pretend it's your uncle Ernie. No, oh, you just go to a theater and just go. Listen, can I can I shoot the screen and uh, I'll give you a cut? And the guy would, guy would go like, Yeah, no skin off my nose. What do I care? <laughs> Maybe. How is this a bad thing? Is this a bad thing? I don't know. That bootlegs don't make sense to me because yeah. it's not a different time. That's right. Anyway, but something was That's off true. about this guy's house. Even uh, though at the time I didn't realize it. There was about a half a dozen v- VCRs all running and uh, connected together on shelves. Huh. There was also a locked room that only his dad was allowed into with a keep out sign on the door. This was so uncommon that anyone was would it have... locked or was it just a keep out sign? That's a good question. Locked room. Okay. Uh, that uh, it was so uncommon that anyone could have one VCR, let alone six or seven <laughs> that uh, stood out to me. But I got home that day. I told my folks about the strange setup, which immediately led my folks forbidding me to ever go over there again. They didn't tell me why, but in retrospect, I uh, now realize that my friend's dad was probably running some sort of bootleg v- a- VHS operation with a good supply of porn that uh, the, behind that locked door. I obeyed and never went back there, only to realize later that my parents were uh, protect- what my parents were protecting me from. I'm struggling to come up with my own behavior that uh, defies logical thinking. But as a kid, uh, whenever I started choking, like a drink going down the wrong way, my mom would tell me to raise my arms over my head to clear my ear passages. <laughs> I still do this uh, today out of habit. Whenever I do this in front of my first wife, uh, whenever I did this in front of my first wife, who thought my mom was crazy, she'd yell at me, your lungs are not connected to your shoulders. Put your arms down. <laughs> uh, wife number one was a little crazy herself since she didn't believe uh, that looking at a bright light helped bring forth a good sneeze, which I believe does work without any logical explanation. It does. I find that uh, mm. definitely works. Okay. Not only looking at a light, yeah. imagining a light works for me. If I need to sneeze, <laughs> I will imagine the sun and it will make me sneeze. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. You, you, it doesn't work? No. Okay. So I don't believe it. All right, then. Well, Sounds if like it doesn't a load affect of, you. A load of bo- All right. Bollocks. If it doesn't affect you personally, that means it doesn't exactly exist. Exactly right. Is, that is a good you attitude are, to take. You are correct. Yep. That's the way to live your life. That has if been my attitude if, so if far. If I haven't seen it, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And that's why... For yep. you, Australia is not real. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly okay. right. Uh, we're coming close to the end. By the way, here's a question I think would be a, a good uh, question. Okay. Uh, based on what we were talking about earlier. Um, what is uh, a comedy from the past yeah. that you feel holds up? Okay, that yeah, is that's like a good one. Bulletproof to time. Yeah, and you think that you could show it to anyone and they would enjoy it. Right. I think there's a couple episodes of SCTV 
that uh, that I could to show mm-hmm. to people and mm-hmm. uh, it would be bulletproof. Yeah. Here we go. I wonder if like black and white would be a big... Like nowadays, it seems like people do not like black and white at That's all. That's like, It's really hard to get... I know like we had friends of Mary... Mary's come over one time and she wanted them to watch Monkey Business because she loves that movie, the Marx Brothers film. And they were not interested at in all. But she put it on anyway just because she's yeah. Mary. And then the one girl watched it and she enjoyed it. The other girl just fell asleep. Just like laid down, turned away and fell asleep. I thought, wow. Just like not only... Not enough visual stimulus. Yeah, not, just like willfully... Not not just like, I'm not interested. Just like willfully, I'm not going to watch it. So I wonder if they would uh, be okay with radio plays or podcasts or mm. anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Or if they need the stimulation. Here we go. All right. Speaking of stimulus. Three more, uh, three more hits from Dave. Gonna We're s- getting near the end of the show, folks. Going to sing the song Beef Stroganoff. Okay. Another song from Chris Roberts. Chris, you're lucky to get more than one song on this show. David's going to sing a song from Chris Roberts. Once again, I don't, I don't know this song from well enough Chris to Roberts. know. I mean, I know this song, but I just don't know it well enough to. Some songs I know really well. Other ones, not so great. So here we go. This is it. Okay. Do not sound like the devil himself. All right. It looks mm. like you're spitting when you do that. You turn around like. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, oh, he's going to spit on the floor. This is awkward. Hmm. Is she really going out with him? <laughs> well, there she is. Let's ask her. Betty, is that Jimmy's ring you're wearing? Mm-hmm. Gee, it must be great riding with him. Is he picking you up after school today? Mm-hmm. By the way, where did you meet him? Are these the lyrics? These are, it starts off with a spoken word. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I met him at the candy store. He turned around and smiled at me. You get the picture. Yes, we see. That's when I fell for the leader of the pack. My folks were always putting him down. They said he came from the wrong side of town. They told me he was bad, but I knew he was sad. That's why I fell for the leader of the pack. One day my dad said, find someone new. I had to tell my Jimmy, we're through. He stood there and asked me why, but all I could do was cry. I'm sorry I hurt you, the leader of the pack. Nice. There we go, everyone. Sorry, I can't sing, sing, sing these songs. I don't remember. I can't even remember the lyrics for them. Oh my goodness! All right, this was uh, this is from Thomas Thomas Calloway. His one his one suggestion gets through. Okay. Squeaks under the. All right, everyone, are you ready for this? Here we go. Are you going to do the original version, or are you going to do the more modern version? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. All right, everyone, here we go. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung, want to pull up tough, because you notice that butt was stuffed deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby, I want to get off with you and take your picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but with that bump you got... With that butt you got makes me so horny. Oh, rumpus smooth skin, you say you want to get in my bends? Well, use me, use me, because you ain't that average groupie. I've seen her dancing, to hell with romancing. She's sweat, wet, got it going like a turbo vet. There you go, everyone. How's your anaconda doing? <laughs> Ian really enjoyed that. I did really enjoy that. Okay, we got one more. All right. And right, we'll save the rest for uh, for Christmas. No, we'll <laughs> Put it under the tree. All right, come on. Good one. Big finish. Come on. Oh, I like this song. This is a Laurel Robertson one again, though. Oh, okay. good for Laurel. But I do like this song. So let's... Uh, 
I'm happy to sing this one because this nice. is one of, one of my favorite songs. It's my top 10. Uh, here we go, everyone. Then really give it. This is the last I'm one. Sure, okay. Okay. This is America's Got Talent. <clears throat> Let's show me. This is the voice. Dog. Wait, that's a different one. That's. This is the gong show. Okay, okay. here we go. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Nobody ever loved me like she does. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. And if somebody loved me like she do me. Oh, she do me. Yes, she does. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. I'm in love for the first time. Don't you know it's gonna last? It's a love that lasts forever. It's a love that had no past. I'll just end it now with this. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. There we go, everyone. Very nice. We ended it with an Irish jig there. That's great. Thank Lovely. you. Lovely. Uh, by the way, any of these you want to make your ringtone? <laughs> Just ask for us for the, for the audio. We'll send it to you. Yeah, that's what we will do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, please, please indeed. Uh, oh, so what gosh. can you think of for a secondary question? You got anything uh, for, for the nice folks? <sighs> secondary question for this week's show. Based on what we talked about in this show? Yeah. Ah, sorry, I'm really... What's your go-to think? song at karaoke? Oh, okay. That's a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Go-to song at karaoke. I don't, I don't do karaoke. But so I don't have a go-to song. Do you have a go-to song for karaoke? Um, I like, uh, you know what? I like doing some talking heads. Talking heads is oh, always okay. uh, fun. Uh, Once in a lifetime is a is a fun one to do. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. Um, uh, Psycho Killer is fun to is fun to sing. Uh, making plans for Nigel is a fun one to, to do. It's not talking heads, but it's good. no. I know. Uh, I realized I was not talking <laughs> okay, heads. I, I, moved, I moved along. I do. That's a good song. Too, and I like show tunes. I, I'm a musical theater kid. Do you so. do the boop boop when you're singing the making plans for Nigel? You know, uh, do, no, do, I probably do. don't. Okay. I probably let the let the machine do its. We're business. only making plans for Nigel. Whoop. <laughs> do, do. <laughs> I know when you were saying "Don't bring me down," for some reason I confused it with uh, uh, sorry uh, with the ELO. Oh, that's "Don't bring me down." Don't bring me down. That's right. Yeah, that's. Don't right. bring me down. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like a, I do like a nice uh, ELO song as well. That's that's a fun song. I, to sing. I like them more now. I did not like them as a, as a as a kid. I didn't like them at all. Okay, that makes sense. I don't know why. Yeah, this didn't appeal to me. No, nope. sometimes you need a little distance. I think it was just the. I think it was the one song which was "Turn to Stone." Sure. You know, "Turn to Stone." Banana. I just didn't like the like the echo to it, and it's like "Turn to Stone." Banana. Doodle banana. I, just, uh, I think there's a thing me. too. Uh, as much as we were talking about comedy, and somehow there's a period where something that was funny isn't funny. I think it can become funny again. I think enough time can pass okay. where there's like sure. a that uh, that zone of uncool. Yeah. That then that passes, and you're like, ah, it's fine. Time for the black and white minstrel shows again. We keep talking about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think the same thing with music too. Like there's, yeah. you know, they say it's like the 15 year thing until mm-hmm. you go like, eh, maybe it was fine. I think it may be a little longer now, but it's like, eh, it's fine. Or, I still, I'm or still. Or someone in a Marvel movie puts it in a, in a Marvel movie and like, <laughs> oh, or Quentin Tarantino goes, you go, that's not a bad song. Well, I, I mostly know those songs. Like I remember Eve 
saying to me after we watched Guardians of the Galaxy, she's like, oh, great. Now I have to everyone tell me how great these songs are when I grew up with them. Sure. You know, but for me, it's My dad still, was murdering people to that song before it was cool. Yeah. It was... <laughs> For me, it's still the blue beam of light that shoots itself into my brain. Like, if it doesn't have that, I cannot like it. Sure. You know, like, it doesn't matter what nostalgia is attached to it. I just, I'm not nostalgic about music at all. So it has to have the blue beam. Otherwise, it mean, it's meaningless to me. Just so many tin cans being th- dragged behind a car. There was uh, someone, someone wrote to us, I believe, was talking about Iron Man 3. And yeah. um, that song, the blue song, the, because uh, he's blue, da, 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 dee, da, dee, uh, Eiffel. 55? Eiffel 65, yeah. 65. I'm sorry, I don't remember who who wrote us, yeah. but they were talking that about... Was, that, was, uh, that was from, actually, uh, Listening Party. Was that Listening Party? Yeah, that okay. was Ed, Ed Dragansky. Oh, okay. He sent us, was, uh, he sent us uh, his uh, 2017 uh, playlist. That song... Okay, like what... Because that song just saturated the airwaves and was everywhere. Mm. And so, meh. And then when when it was playing before Iron Man 3, I didn't expect it, because yeah. why would you expect that song? Sure, sure. But that song kind of choked me up. Okay. Because it was a song about someone who was really sad and was just like saturated in this world, you know. Yeah. And, and it was like, oh, yeah. this They were doing a flashback of Tony Stark before he found himself. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's really fighting things and he's really sad. He's really sad right now. Yeah. And for some reason, that just like really worked for me as, mm. a, as the opening. It was like, oh, no. Oh, I mean, it worked no. for me in so many ways. I love that his past comes back to haunt him, like his jerk past. Yeah. Comes back to haunt him. And yeah. And that he can't be Iron Man for a while in the movie. There's so many good things in that film. I think it's, uh, I think it was underrated when it came out. I think people, I think people overlooked that movie. Yeah, people wanted things to move along with other things, and it was like, no, no, we're just gonna take a second. and yeah. we're gonna yeah. make a Shane Black movie. Yeah, it's so. a Shane Black movie, but it still, it still fits into the timeline of yeah, of and it shouldn't, it shouldn't work with having a kid there yeah. having a kid's sidekick that mm. should be the last thing you should want yeah. tony stark to have but it yeah. but it works and, and it, also it actually, because it's short as well though it doesn't it doesn't take over the movie which is always the problem with a kid's sidekick right i mean he 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 shows respect for for the kid mm. and even while he's being a jerk to him but like yeah. i like things like where the kid's complaining about his dad being you know leaving or being dead or something yeah, yeah. like that and he's basically you know yeah dad's leave yeah walk it off that's life yeah that's what it is yeah okay and so he's not he's not uh, supporting that uh, that path of the kid. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 interesting when you've when you've had that, then later on when you know he has a kid in a movie, mm. you're like, and he's still doing a bit of that kind of stuff. You're like, oh yeah, he's a good dad. He's gonna yeah, be yeah. fine. This is all right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think uh, I think uh, Iron Man three was a. I really enjoyed it. So I mean, coming out of Iron Man two, what could go wrong really? Because mm-hmm. that movie is. Not so that movie's got some. That movie should have been a lot better than it was with who it's got in. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's fine. Yeah, you're like great. Sam Rockwell's fine, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay. Uh, how about uh, Whiplash? Well, that scene at the racetrack, you know, with a yeah. cutting the car in half. That's that's great. And then he gets the Iron Man suit on. That's great. And then, uh, eh, you know, nothing interesting. And then yeah. takes the guy's bird and then gives him another bird. Doesn't seem to care about the old bird. Yeah. Ah, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's, uh, yeah, it's not a great film. It's not, uh, there's no real threat. It's just like, oh, can uh, two Iron Men fight this guy who's dressed like Iron Man? Yeah. Probably. I'd say the two of you could probably beat that guy. Yeah. It felt, it's, it's one of those whips. It's one of those move the franchise along movies that it doesn't exist anything other than to move the franchise along. It basically just establishes Avengers. We get Scarlet. Is that her name? Black Widow. Sorry, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Scar- Scarlett Jack, Black Widow, and then that's confusing. Yeah, so you got the Scarlet Witch, Witch, but it's not Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it's the Scarlet really Witch. She's sense. Black Widow, and then one of the Olsen twins. Yeah. Which you were like, well, how's why is there three of them? 
Yeah. You know, uh, no, just there's a third Olsen. Well, we didn't know about that. That's confusing <laughs> to us. Uh, yes. why, are you, why are you doing that to us? Meanies. Um, yeah, so it just feels like, yeah, that movie's like all about just getting to the Avengers. They're getting to the end scene where like we're going to invite you to the Avengers. We're going to start this initiative, blah, blah, blah. And then they don't. And they don't because they have to wait a while longer. So I've so set it up more. Like, ugh. Come on. So much time. Will this ever go anywhere? No, oh, it did. Okay, that's good. <laughs> we're fine. All um, right, everyone. Enough of that. Okay. So this the, is in fan explainers. So the two questions are, uh, what's something that, uh, that from the past that yeah. still works comedically, and what is your go-to karaoke song? By yeah, way, if I like people, it. If people want to listen to fan explainers, what is fan explainers? Well, Ian, I'm glad you asked me. Fan explainers is our newest podcast here at the Sneaky Dragon Network. <laughs> it's uh is it's, it yeah it is it is uh newest that's right that's our newest show yeah i was yes. trying to think like wait mm. isn't listening party newest nope. right fansplainers no nope. fansplainers is new uh and we just dropped a new episode of uh we talked about top gun we both i watched it for, for the very first time and uh yeah so if you want to hear my reactions to it you'll have to listen to fansplainers which is our movie review podcast where we talk in depth about films we spoil them we spoil everything about them we, we, we spoil uh, that film from the mid-80s. We spoil that film from the mid-80s. But also we talk about what we liked and didn't like about them, how we think they could be fixed and, and improved. And, you know, like we, we have a lot of fun. We would like to get deep into movies. So something that we can't do on this show just because we want to respect you listeners at, that you maybe haven't seen it yet and that you plan to. And we don't want to spoil it for you. So Yeah, spoil you by something like uh, Tony Stark has a kid saying yeah. that yeah. in the latest uh, movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's mean of me. Well, I think that movie's been out for a while. I think it's okay. Too. Okay, that's fine. Then. I don't think it's a super spoiler. Okay. You know, I'm not okay. gonna say I'm not gonna say an actual spoiler like that's because okay. that would be mean. Do we do we mention that the kid grows up to be Hitler? Like I said, it's, we okay. don't want to mention the actual. All right, all right. Yeah. yeah, let's not see. Let's not talk about it. Time, time travel, everyone. Okay, oh, this is my show. So, <laughs> if. If you want to get in contact with us, that's very easy to do. We have a website. You can go there and leave comments into the show, and we really appreciate it when you do. Uh, you can find us at sneakydragon.com and just leave a comment there. Or if you'd like to email people, we have an email address. It's sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That is a way to talk to us. We're on Facebook, Sneaky Dragon. You can find us there. It's basically the home for listening party and... Um, fans banners right now as well so mm-hmm. you're welcome to comment on those shows as well there and we're on twitter at sneaky underscore dragon and please don't hesitate to contact us there so there you go please don't hesitate he who hesitates is lost that's right but haste makes waste also and a stitch in nine saves time mm-hmm. sorry a stitch in time saves nine which is a, a way of saying that you should do something quickly before uh things go awry oh dear this show is going awry well everyone i think i'm gonna go and Drink a whiskey and rye. This'll be the day that I die. Oh, this'll be the day that I die. Die, 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 die,